And we are back with an all-new edition. I am Eric. He is Paul. We are the Fat Packs. And this is Beckett Radio. What's up, Paul? Sadu. Sadu. Um, learned, learned a good lesson this morning. Which was? Um, don't do the radio show before you fully are completely awake. Yeah. Because we recorded an interview before we did this segment. Right. I'm giving you guys a little insight here. Right. Uh, just because of time constraints, we had to get an interview done, uh, which we got done. But I was all over the place. You you were. I was all over the place. <laughs> you um, were. I've since calmed myself. Got your coffee? Red uh, Water. Water. Okay. Water. All yes, right. honey, I'm drinking water. H2O. <laughs> um, I've since calmed myself. I'm drinking water. We're good. We're back in the things. We're rolling here. Our last show of 2016. Um, we're going out like celebrity deaths. We're it's happening. It's happening all the time. It's happening all the time. 2016 is is killing it. Literally, it's uh, yeah. it's tough. It's been tough. It's man. been tough, man. Uh, we'll talk about that in a, in a little bit. But uh, we we got new products and pricing on your docket. You have a sticky note full of new products. And not just a sticky note, a front and back. Oh, front and back sticky, sticky note. note. Somebody out there in the uh, Beckett Radio universe, uh, our, our Beckett, my, my son told me he had peeps the other day. So somebody nice. somebody in our Beckett Radio peeps, buy Paul a notebook and send it to us <laughs> <laughs> so he can have something to take notes on. <laughs> no, nah, man, I'm good, man. I like my yellow sticky Okay. All right. So what's okay. new products and pricing, man? All right, man. Here's what we got. <clears throat> Excuse me. We got a uh, a plethora. I'm gonna use a big word there um, of stuff coming out on Friday, Friday, December 30th. Man, okay. Let's get it in right. the year with a bang. So are the card companies. Um, Panini. We got a Donruss Optic Football. All right, that's gonna run you about seventy five dollars a box or so. Um, gonna have 20, 20 packs, four cards per pack, one auto per box. Okay, it's gonna feature obviously all the good rookies. All right. Uh, good rookie class, obviously. Uh, in eleven parallels to get your rainbow. Holy smokes! All right. Uh, the one of ones are a gold vinyl card, which I, are very cool. Uh, I've seen some of the vinyl uh, stuff that they've done uh, this year, and that should be very, very cool. All right. So that's for football. We have uh, Panini's also coming out with a National Treasures baseball uh, on Friday, uh, which is huge. Always a big product. Um, it's run about 480, 475, 480, 485, somewhere in that range per box. Uh, standard National Treasures format, eight cards. Uh, you're going to get um, autos, mems, and at least one booklet in your in your pack of cards. Uh, so that's Panini National Treasures baseball. Uh, let's see here. Let me skip around here real quick. We've got uh, Panini's also got Gold Standard Basketball coming out. Uh, it's going to run you uh, just under 150 a box for that. Uh, you're going to get seven cards per your pack, uh, guaranteed at least three hits uh, in the Gold Standard. And then for all of you uh, soccer guys out there, I've got two new soccer products releasing this week. Um, we've got uh, Panini Select Soccer. Uh, it's going to run you about 110 a box, uh, 12 cards or 12 packs, five cards per pack in a box, and uh, you're going to get one auto and two mem uh, at least in that. And then uh, Tops, Tops doing their Premier Gold Soccer, uh, running about 80, 85 a box, uh, 12 packs, 10 cards per pack, and you're going to get three hits in that, uh, and that drops on Friday as well. Uh, you were saying that there's Black Diamond Hockey released. Uh, it was supposed to release yesterday. I, mean, I haven't seen. If it got pushed back or not, okay. Uh, but okay, I'm sure that it didn't because Trilogy is supposed to be right on the hills next week, so okay. it's it's all right there. I was uh, quite busy yesterday 
importing the checklist to Trilogy. Oh, all right. Uh, getting that all sorted out. So all those checklists are up for you. Uh, Black Diamond Trilogy and then Parkhurst, which was supposed to be a Canadian-only release. Didn't happen, though. But did not happen. There are definitely boxes in the United States to find. Yes. Walmart exclusive, I believe. Yes, you are correct on that on that part. So uh, go down to the Walmart and pick you up a couple of boxes <laughs> with your Natty Light purchase and uh, <laughs> come on back and show us what you got. We'll talk about it, okay? That's awesome. Man, That's awesome. Um, tough year, bro. No joke. Tough, tough year. I don't I, – there's just no – I'm, I'm trying to be respectful of it, and, you know, we poke fun at a lot of things, but – We do. Man, there's just been – 2016 has kicked a lot of personal ass. It has. And I, I just, damn. Yeah. I don't, dang. Especially kind of in our age bracket. Because yeah. a lot of those people, you know, the, the Carrie Fisher, Alan Thicke. I mean, a lot of those people that you just grew up with. Yeah. Man, they were just a part of your everyday world. Yeah. You know? it, it was yesterday when I got into work. I got here a little early. And I was working. So uh, I, <clears throat> on on Sunday, I took my son to see uh, Force, not Force Awakens, uh, yeah, Rogue, Rogue One. One. Yep. So, and of course, it it ends right bef- right at the beginning of New Hope, right with the scene with yeah. Leia. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, oh man. So I pulled up on my computer. I pulled on uh, some video service. I pulled up. <laughs> Pick one. I pulled up New Hope, right? Uh-huh. And I just wanted to see how it continued. Right. Uh, I didn't want to watch the whole film. It's like a two-hour film. I'm not going <laughs> to sit there and do that. But I, I was like, man, they did a really good job. I was impressed, and you know. And then, then the news broke that that Miss Fisher had passed, and I was like, well, son of a gun. <laughs> yeah, man, that's crazy timing yeah. on that. Crazy, crazy timing. Uh, just so happens that. Um, the guys from BAS were sitting uh, sitting in our office yesterday, well, yeah, um, down. and we have an interview with them later on uh, that we recorded yesterday. I want you to know that, so because because we talk about things in the present, right. I want you to know that we we recorded this yesterday. So when we play it later, you're not all confused. But uh, Mr. Grad is a huge, huge Star Wars fans, right? And um, he was like. Literally distraught. Yeah, it's <laughs> I mean, very downtrodden. Yeah, it's very, yeah. very. But it was. It wasn't. It wasn't because uh, you know Carrie Fisher had had passed. Oh, it's sad. She's a celebrity. Died. It's because he had spent time with this woman. Yep. You know. So, dang. It was. It was a tough, tough day yesterday. Kind of actually. Yeah, it was part of his you know personal collection too. Was yeah. the stuff that he collected. So. Yeah. That's a and big, that's a big deal. He's going to break in. We'll talk about that in length with him later on in the interview. You'll you'll understand probably a little bit better, but. Somebody hide Betty White and uh, <laughs> and Kevin Bacon. And Ke- yeah, Kevin Bacon. I don't, he's not even that old, but hide him too, man. <laughs> Tom Hanks, get them off. Look, it's it's uh, the twenty eighth of December right now. Yep. We have just three more days. If we can just get through these next three days with no problem, without two thousand sixteen sticking their fingers in somebody else's business, just. Good Lord, give us a break, man. Yeah. And like personal wise, there's been a lot of been a, a lot of growing pains. Yeah, a lot of growing pains. A lot of growing pains. Thank you for the reference, sir. I appreciate that. No problem. That's just helping you out. Uh, I, I hey, it was a it was a good it was a good one. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Mr. Thick, rest in peace. My man died playing hockey with his son. If you're gonna go, 
if you're going to go, you might as well go play in hockey, right? Yeah. What is he? Who's 69, 70 years old out playing 60. hockey? 60. 60. Okay. Yeah. I he was a little older than that. Okay. But still, that's awesome. Playing hockey with a son, that's awesome. I'm, I'm sorry that it, that it happened like Absolutely. that. But at least he, he, did, he, he went out doing something that he enjoyed. Correct. Um, Jeez. Just, yeah. Hi, Betty White. Yeah, hide yeah, hide her, man, because she's the last of the Golden Girls anyway. Yeah, she is. How does that happen? How does she become the last of the Golden Girls? <laughs> all that stuff from uh, Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. She's so funny too. She is. But gosh, and, and I know it's a theme. You know, everybody's talking. Oh, twenty sixteen has been so hard and celebrity death wise. But you know what? As a as a culture, as an American society, and you know, just as an entertainment society, we have lost a lot of greats this year, mm-hmm. and not making light of the situation at all. Just God bless their families. Yep. Um, I'm, you know, I'm not the, I'm not the one to get involved with, with celebrity deaths. It's just not me. No, that's not it, you at we, all. We've talked about that at length, but it's been tough. It's been tough. So, uh, if that has affected you in any way this year, God bless you. Just, you know, I understand. I understand, uh, what it's, what it's like. And, uh, as we all do, it comes in threes, right? It does. Or sevens, or sevens, or yeah. or twenty fives, or yeah. <laughs> however they do it. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna. I want you guys to know, I was gonna play some Prince music on the on the intro this morning, uh, but I, I don't want to get sued. <laughs> yeah, that could be bad. Uh, Prince, there's just no Prince on YouTube at all. Like like official Prince music. Right, right. right. It's all. It's, there's none on there. Oh, huh. so um, must be. A yeah, thing. that sucks. So uh, I was gonna play. I was gonna play Prince, Merle Haggard, and David Bowie, but. Uh, since there's no prints, I don't. I don't think I should play the other two. Probably not. I just don't. I don't feel we'll right. Just play the Imperial March the whole time. Imperial March. Uh, that's definitely going to happen because that. That's. I think. That, I think that's what death comes out to. It's yeah. just the Imperial <laughs> March. Just basically. <laughs> Darth Vader with a, with, with whatever that thing is that he carries. <laughs> just, it's called a lightsaber. No, no, not Vader. Oh. The what death carries the. Oh. Oh, I don't the know. thing you the use to cleaver. shut corn, I don't know. The meat cleaver? Thing. Yeah, whatever that is. Yeah. Stupid death. It's freaking horrible thing. So right, uh, we, that We was need a, a segue. We're going to get a segue here. Speaking of death, Brooke from Grading is coming up. <laughs> poor Brooke. Uh, yeah, poor Brooke. We, uh, Brooke. But she brings life to the female collector. She does. She, she, is, she is a great lady collector. She's out there in the uh, Instagram world called Foot. Football dot cards. Yep. Um, more of a showcase gallery now than it was before because she was actively trading and, and doing box busters and or box breaks and things like that. Right. Uh, we went out and grabbed her because we've we've delved into a lot of different social media aspects of trading and collecting, but we haven't covered Instagram yet. And we have one of the best sitting in our office, so we're like, why the hell not? Yeah, exactly. You know, go get her. So uh, we actually tried to make that happen for several months, but we finally got a time locked down where we could bring her in, and it was great. We're going to play that interview for you next after the break. But before we go to break, I just want to say, you know, if I forget to say it later, which I probably won't because I I got a good mind (laughs) for this kind of – Are you sure? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know anymore. I'm a little confused. I just want to say thanks for for 2016 to all you Beckett radio listeners. Um, Oh, for sure. You guys have made this a great experience for us. It's been a lot of fun uh, interacting with you, and we hope to do it more in 2017. If you haven't been following us on on Twitter the last three, well, since the beginning of December, really, you've been missing out on a lot of great things. Uh, I hope that you're doing that. If you're not, please do so. 
Um, just a lot of a lot of great giveaways, a lot of great interaction, a lot of giving back. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, absolutely. So from Canada to West Virginia. Yeah, from Canada to West Virginia, the three people in India that listen to us. What's up, Sandy? Uh, yeah. Everybody else in the world that that participates uh, with our show, just thank you very much from Paul and I. We really appreciate it. It's uh, you guys make this a lot of fun, and actually, whether you know it or not, you you make this. You make this, you make us able to do this because if it wasn't for you, if we didn't have an audience, they would just shut this thing down. Yeah, they would. So much. They, don't, they don't like us that much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're like, don't you have a hockey card to price? No, Brian, I don't because they're all been, no one buys them and there's yeah. hard to tell information. Brian, yeah. he's not even here this week. <laughs> Brian. That guy. All right. Uh, so quick break. We're going to come back with Brooke. You guys hang tight. Hello, my name's Eli. You're listening to Beckett Widow. And we are back from that quick break. And sitting with us now is an in-guest studio. I l- oh, I'm sorry, in-studio guest. Yeah. The in-guest studio <laughs> doesn't work. I'm right all now. jacked up today. Um, we have been trying to do this for a hot minute. Um, Brooke from Grading is with us. But Brooke is not just Brooke from Grading. Brooke is Brooke from Instagram who runs football.cards on Instagram, which I can't find. <laughs> so apparently doesn't. Actually, I know it exists. I've, I've seen her page before. But uh Brooke, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. How are you doing? Good. How are you guys today? We're doing well. It's early. I'm good. Yeah, Eric, awesome. on the other hand, we're not too struggling. sure about you. I'm, yeah, I am struggling. <laughs> it is bad. It is all bad. Now, Brooke, uh, first of all, shout out to Lady Collectors. Heck yeah. Yeah, yeah man. We don't, get a, we don't get enough of you uh, ladies Girl around power. here. That's um, awesome. I just uh, last week I posted we were doing giveaways on on Beckett Radio mm-hmm. Twitter and I I posted a uh, a dual patch autograph of Casey Kane and Jeff Gordon and I said gentlemen start your drooling nice and uh, immediately lady collectors were like well what about ladies I'm like yeah. hell yeah ladies Don't what's good <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for leaving you out that's my fault but uh, lady collectors are awesome you guys are few and far between it seems but when you come out of the woodwork you come pretty strong so. Yeah. That's we pretty know our cool. Stuff, yeah, for sure. you definitely definitely know your stuff. I just ran across a Twitter profile this morning that uh, was a lady collector who w- who was selling cards on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but we're here to talk about social media collecting. Paul and I uh, we have delved into Twitter. We have. Uh, we have talked about Facebook <laughs> extensively. Yeah, we could talk all day <laughs> about Facebook. Uh, but we haven't covered Instagram mm-hmm. and. You happen to have, or used to run, you still you still run, you don't do all the other stuff on there anymore, but uh, one of the more successful trading and box busting uh, selling accounts on Instagram, so I thought, why not? Yeah. Why not? So you're here. Let's talk about Instagram trading. Break it down for us. How does it work? Okay, yeah. So whenever I started the Instagram page, it was kind of a card spinoff page to my personal page. I didn't want to mix the two. I was irritating family members, you know, spamming, spamming the news feed all day. So I made the page. And, you know, I think the one thing that really helped me build my page was the use of hashtags. I think that's really important. It's important on Twitter. It's kind of picking up on Facebook. But, I mean, if you're putting up, let's say you're putting up a Randy Moss Bowman auto. You know, Randy, hashtag Randy Moss, hashtag Bowman, hashtag Rookie Auto. You kind of find people who are in your same little Instagram community, and it builds up. So it took me about eight months, nine months to get up to where I am now, which is about 6,200 followers. Wow. Solely through the use of just hashtags, DMs, talking to these people. 
Um, trading's fun. It's also, it, it, it can be sketchy at times mm. because there's no protections. Like, you know, if eBay protections, you're buying, you have, you know, tracking, you have, you know, if the seller doesn't send you your item, you have a way out. Instagram, not really. There's a lot of trust put into the community, but it's also a community built of collectors. So we respect the hobby and, you know, trading actually works that, quite well. That sounds a lot like Facebook. Facebook or, yeah, or, yeah. Exactly. Um, there's no, yeah, there's, yeah, there's no, no fails. yeah, there's no, uh, fail safes there. Yeah. Um, safe fails. Guest studio. It's yeah. all the same, right? It's all the same. <laughs> um, yeah, that 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 trust issue is is one that some people have a hard time getting over because it can be right. a big thing, you know, a big jump there because um, scamming is a real thing. Scamming's big. Scamming is a huge thing. There are are pages dedicated to scammers. Yep. You know, I'm I'm. Are there any like that on Instagram? There are people will call you out real quick, and I mean, how how easy is it just to delete your Instagram page, change your email, and you have a new one, and nobody knows who you are? That's true. Yeah, yes. that's so, true. I mean, the whole anonymous thing, you know. But once they catch you, they catch you. They catch yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the card community rolls like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're uh, it's been a theme of 2016. The card community is a great place. We love each other. We we take care of each other. But if if you if you Side one of us, right? <laughs> you're done. Yeah, you're We're done. All coming after you. <laughs> it, yeah. it is all bad for you. Exactly. Like I don't know if you're selling weed out of your apartment and get caught. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a that's not a good place to be in 2016 no. if you're a card collector. No. So. <laughs> That's a no. that's a personal shot. I should yeah. have done that. That's yeah. okay. Keep it real, right? <laughs> We're keeping keep it, it real, real, real. We're keeping it real. Um. So. What 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 are, what are some of the bigger deals you've pulled off on Instagram? Um, I mean, back in the day, I think probably the biggest deal it was back in 2014, whenever Johnny Manziel was still relevant. It was like a quad patch auto. It was him, Bridgewater, Bortles, and it was like it, like the trade had to have taken like three days, just in DMs. You know, working out. I'll give you this much in cash, this much PayPal. Like I'm gonna trade you this. And I mean, like we've traded full boxes before. We've done case breaks together. Like. Pretty pretty big stuff happening, but as long as you have a legit circle of people, it tends to work out. Now, how big is that circle of people? Is it uh, like I talk to people every day, like my group, but it's about five people. Okay, that's about it. I mean, like I'll you know I used to trade with almost anybody. We used to do things called like random polls. We used to have like football card dice games on there, and everybody was welcome to participate. But the people that I consistently you know talk to and trade with, it's about a group of five people. Okay. Okay. Hey, that's all you need. That's yeah. all you, you need. Five good friends, you need right? Five, five good, good friends. friends to pull off a solid break. <laughs> <laughs> four and a half, four and a half more, and I'll be there. Yeah. I'm good. Something that uh, I've seen on on Facebook grow recently is uh, the auction page, the dedicated yes. auction page. And I've seen this pop up on Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. People will throw a card up with a with a post-it note or a you know a three by five and. Mm-hmm. With all the details, have you ever done anything like that? Or? I haven't. I haven't done any auctions. I have seen them though. Yeah. But I mean, it's kind of like a double-edged sword. It could go really well, or you know, some people they'll have reserves on their auctions online, but some people they just don't like the price and then it gets pulled. So I mean, there's the disappearing auctions. Too. Yeah. So I mean, I haven't really. If I want an auction, I'm going to go. Sure. You know, eBay it up. Sure. But you know, we do do things like you know. I have seen on Facebook groups. I mean, you know, starting bid a dollar, and this is going to run through Sunday at 7 p.m. Sure. You know, and rack it up. Paul, you, have you seen that at all? I mean. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, <laughs> I know you have. <laughs> yeah, I know you have. Uh, and I've seen a lot of disappearing auctions. Yeah, that, yeah, those those disappearing auctions are uh, pains in the asses sometimes. Because you're right. People see 
people see, uh, you know, they're going to get a dollar fifty for a card right. that should be eight dollars, yep. and then they pull it, you know, and uh, it's disappointing. The integrity there and the trust comes back. You you got to really have that, otherwise, it's a it's a pain in the ass. It is. You know? it's, a, it's a waste of time. It's a it waste is. of everybody's time. It's a waste of the page's time. It's a waste of everybody's looking at the card time, people that are actually truly bidding for it. And sure. You know, you never know at the last minute. We know this on eBay. Things shoot up at the last right. minute. Yeah. So if you're pulling something, you're almost doing yourself a disservice. It really so, is. Yeah. Because a lot of times on Facebook, you get the, the true collectors that are actually going to pay more than the eBay prices because of exactly. they just want the card and they don't want to deal with the kind of the they want to keep it like the small town business type thing rather than deal with the corporate ebay stuff exactly exactly um also i we were, you and i were talking about this uh yesterday i don't understand the dollar bid like i get it sometimes if the, if the bidding starts at a dollar right i get it right you started a dollar but if brooke wants that card why not why, why doesn't brooke say five dollars because that's what she's willing to pay for it right is she really hoping that it if it's a lower end card i get it Right, mm-hmm. but if you know that the card is not going to sell for the dollar, why not just put your bid where you where you were comfortable with buying it? At? Right. Yeah, a lot of people it's just fishing. You know, yeah. it's kind of instead of putting a W to watch it, they just put a dollar out. Uh, a lot of times, I mean, for the seller, it's great because you get the dollar, the two dollar, the three dollar bids. It's just bumping it back up to the top of the page. So it's kind of it's good for the seller. That's for sure. Absolutely. So, Keeping it more relevant on the page. I follow that as well. Um, if you started at fifty bucks, it might you know you're gonna have to bump it yourself to get it back sure. up to the top of the page to find that one person. That's another thing I don't understand is uh, is starting it that high. I know that you re- really want that price out of that card, uh-huh. but you if you're selling on social media, you have to know that you're not gonna get full eBay for it. Right, not necessarily. You, you know, no. not not all the time. Right. Some you, your comps might get close. But it's not going to be if it's a fifty dollar card, you might get thirty eight, right? And you have to be comfortable with that. But it's almost the same thing because you're not paying all the fees. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, exactly. Yeah, that's that's what people have to have the mentality. Yeah, that's what you have to have the mentality. If it's going to go for fifty dollars on eBay, it's realistically you're going to walk away with forty one, forty two, forty three dollars, something like that. So if you're selling on social media and it goes for forty, you can't be upset. Exactly. No. You know, right. You just can't be upset. Yeah. You're not paying. You, the, you can't the do fees. that. So when I see these guys start their their starting bid is twenty five dollar on on a thirty five dollar card. Right. I'm like, you clearly that's what you want for the card. So why not just post it? Yeah, yeah. post it. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. when as a as a bidder, I go in and I see you know dollar 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 dollar. Oh, twenty five dollars. Well, let me bid on these other things. Right. And I, I don't have twenty five dollars to spend on your you know. What your Johnny Menzel quad auto or right. what? <laughs> nobody does it. Yeah. Nobody does. <laughs> not even Johnny. <laughs> I don't have that in me, and I just, I'm just not going to do it. So that's just my two cents. I'm pissed off at the end of the year. I don't know why I'm so angry, but you are. I am. Man. I'm been. You're angry, Eric. I'm are been, you hungry? I don't even know if I'm hungry. I'm just kind of mad because I just you know I knew yeah. a little bit how that works. Yeah, I'm just so. kind of mad right now. Well, I don't, well, don't be mad because Brooke's here. Don't be yeah, mad. Brooke's, Brooke's here. here. You are here, Brooke. Brooke right. gives me a hard time about hockey cards. All As she should. I oh, believe me, I hear. <laughs> I hear, and I think it's great. And I've been wanting to tell you that I think it's awesome. Yeah. It's the good work. 2017. Somebody has to make do it. Make it happen. Yeah. Make it happen. But so, uh, so hey, so what? Do you, let, let's talk about. You talked about your page. What do you? What do you do here at Beckett? Yeah, let's um, talk about that. I do uh, invoicing and verification. So I'm either taking your money or I'm figuring out what kind of cards that you sent us to be graded. Which can prove to be a daunting task, but it's fun. I like doing it. You are one of, 
a handful of people that are constantly over in our department trying to figure out what in the world a card is. Right. And some sometimes you guys bring us stuff, and I'm like, I, I've never no seen idea. this before in my life. Yeah, man. What's a what's a future stock 101? I don't know. Yeah. And it's just yeah. <laughs> I've never even heard of this company. It's an unlicensed product. It's sir. an exactly. unlicensed product. Now, do you let's talk about those unlicensed products? Do you see a lot of uh, unlicensed products? Do you see? Off-brand stuff, uh, homemade cards, stuff like that. I think what's the scariest is I have seen some really convincing Tops Now cards that have somehow gotten through, and they're really convincing. Like, they actually have a player on them. I've seen some DAC ones come through. I've seen some golf cards come through, and you're like, wow, like, this looks legit. It has the top stamp on it. But, I mean, seriously. A Tops Now DAC card? A Tops Now DAC card. Since they don't have a license. That's right. completely, yeah. oh, and my peop- goodness And, like, Tops gracious. is supposed to be, you know, catching these things. But they're not. And I've also seen some, you know, like, future stock super refractors. I see on Facebook pages that I'm in, people are making custom patch cards. Yep. And it's like, you know, people are bidding on them. And I'm like, you I know. I mean, some of it's kind of cool. Some if of you're it a collector, is, you know, you know exactly. like when uh, Odor and Batista got in their little little shindig, mm-hmm. you know, nobody was going to make a, no card company was going to print that card. Right. So a lot of people went out and made the custom cards and they sold for hundreds of dollars. Yeah. So it's kind of a novelty kind thing. Kind of a memorabilia, you know, kind of yeah, throw kind it up on your wall thing. piece. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah, I'm still laughing at the top yeah, now cars since they don't have a that's football crazy. license. That's crazy. And then really uh, the, going, uh, the uh, golfer really Jordan Jordan Spieth. Yeah, yeah, I've seen tops now because I mean he really doesn't have besides his Sports Illustrated. Right, he doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> <eat>. <laughs> yeah. So without without naming names, what what happens when you get this stuff in? What do you tell the customer? Like, hey, you're a dumbass. Or? I mean, <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> but no. I don't think that. I'm I don't think that reply. <laughs> No, it's, you know, pretty much just, you know, sorry, this card service unavailable. You know, we're not able to put this in our holder. Sure. Um, It's unlicensed product. Okay. You know, you can keep it. We're going to send it back to you, but we're not going to grade it. Now, one that you might come across, maybe you you haven't seen them yet, but I'm sure at some point you will, is minor or not even minor league, peewee league hockey cards. Okay. Uh, Connor McDavid had one last season Mm -hmm. that was... Sold unbelievably. I'm like, why is this? Why is this even a thing? But it is, and evidently, minor league or not. Why well, keep saying minor league? It might as well be a minor league there in Canada, right? Right. Uh, Pee wee hockey league cards are like a huge thing in Canada. It's have crazy. you came? Have you came across those at all? I haven't. I mean, the other day I came across the. It was actually a while ago. It was before sixteen, seventeen upper deck hockey came out. Okay. And it was it was an Austin Matthews like Dairy Council card. Okay. And I mean, I haven't personally seen Dairy Council cards since like the Jordan era. And I'm like, are these coming back? Like, what's where did this come from? Couldn't find any information on it whatsoever. Huh. After about thirty minutes of research, so I mean, I haven't seen the Pee Wee League hockey cards yet, but I'm sure. We, that they'll start rolling through. We list those in the in the database and like that's and, crazy and price them. I I don't price them. I think they're horrible. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we we have in the past is what I'm trying to say. Right. It's uh it's nuts. You, yeah, you've brought me. You have brought me crazy stuff. Gabe has brought me crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, hey, what is this? A lot of it's Tim Horton stuff that are stadium releases. Right. You know, um, the Winnipeg Jets had one this week and uh. Well, Winnipeg Jets had one this season. There you go. And he, Gabe brought me over like four Patrick Laney's. And I'm like, I've never even seen these or heard of these. But I mean, did some research. And of course, they're, they're legit. But um, the scammers are just as bad as the fakers, I would exactly. assume. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. 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 And they're, the fakers are getting good. It's scary good. Yeah. Yeah. Getting real scary good. 
Now, what do you, what do you think about being a Beckett here so far? You came from Instagram from right. that from that from that world. Now you're in the business, you know, in quotations. What do you think about being here at Beckett? Um, has your perception changed at all from because I I know that there's a public perception of, of Beckett in the collecting world. Right. Has your perception changed? Do you maybe have a better understanding or, or are you on the same playing field? Um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much on the same playing field of, you know, always been into the hobby. I've always been a big collector. And I think that, you know, since I've been working here, I just get to see things that I never thought that I would be able to see, you know, see the new products come out. I mean, just almost like immediately the day after, like we're already getting in, you know, the new Bowman draft baseball that just came out. It's like a day after the release date and we have it. Yeah. And we're here grading it. So I think that's awesome. And I mean, no, my perception really hasn't changed. If anything, it's just strengthened it. That's cool. What about yeah. you? Did your perception change, Paul, when you, when you first came in? I think so. Yeah. It did a little bit. You know, I was a, um, yeah, I mean, I was a huge fan of Beckett. Obviously, I was a kid. You know, I got my Beckett's and all that stuff. And I just think it's it's very overwhelming your first couple of days right. here, first oh, yeah. couple of weeks here, because you're like, wow, I'm like here and like I'm right. learning how to price cards. And right. I see all the graded stuff and I see the crazy stuff you're bringing us. Oh, yeah. and. You know, just even like from the gaming perspective, I've seen so many gaming cards I've never seen before. And just, it's just awesome, man. I mean, the first week I was here, we had a Babe Ruth ball in here. You sure. Know what I mean, like the stuff that you just look at and on online, you never get to see in person. So I, that's I, been that's been cool. I, I had the same kind of feeling like that first week and a half, two weeks I was here. I was seeing stuff that I'd never even heard of before, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then just even outside of the sports memorabilia world. We had like real legit art pieces, like Andy Warhol pieces, in here going through our, our auction services and stuff like that. And I, you know, I'm just I'm not an art guy. I don't go to art galleries. I'm not a museum guy. Where you know I, I'm going to go seek that out. But when an Andy Warhol comes across your desk, you're like, wow, oh, freaking Andy Warhol! Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's kind of cool. Uh, another another piece off the top of my head that sports related was a. Uh, Tom Landry and Roger Staubach dual autograph photo, and I'm just wow. It, that was really cool, that you know. Cool. You, you, especially being here in Dallas, you know how how big that is. And then another one was uh, a a framed photo in front of the White House of the living presidents at the time. Oh, so uh, who who was it? I believe it was uh, Jimmy Carter, uh, Gerald Ford, Ronald Reagan, and George H. Bush. Right. Wow. So and they had all their autographs on it and had the presidential seal and it, it was just really cool. Yeah, that's cool. You know, it's just kind of stuff like that that you don't get to see any day that uh, every day that's really kind of breathtaking almost because you're like, wow, this is this is nuts. Just like yesterday when as I was leaving, that private collector brought in oh. just Carrie Fisher autographs that I had never wow just By boxes the, of them. Yeah, boxes. There had to be a hundred. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just like. Wow, and I know that we sat down. We sat down yesterday with uh, with Steve and Brian from BAS, and that, we're going to play that interview uh, uh, towards the end of the show here. But they were talking about Carrie Fisher. But as we were as we were walking out the door, this private collector comes in with a, with just tons of that stuff. And you know, say what you will about the the aftermarket of, of a you know of the death. I get that. I understand. But of course, that that person wants to get those authenticated right. at that point in time because it's. It's a, an important thing to do right now. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. 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 So I'm looking at those Carrie Fisher pieces, and I'm just like, wow, just absolutely amazing. She was a beautiful young lady. Oh, absolutely. my goodness. Yep. She, sure. I mean, she had a hard life, but damn, she was pretty hot. I'm just <laughs> 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 she went up on Eric's top 10 list. <laughs> just 
automatically. 1981 Tick Carrie Fisher is on the top ten. I just <laughs> boom. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. So, um, but what I was getting at is for you sitting in the chair that you're sitting in. I know I know that you don't see every card that comes in, right? Because there's a couple of you uh, guys and gals back there that that do what you do, but you gotta just take a step back and be like you you see everything like you're right. saying so what are some things that you've seen that they were like wow this is I've i never mean seen some things before i came to beckett i really wasn't into non-sports really at all i didn't even know anything about it but i mean you're just you know hanging out at your desk after lunch and you're like oh like that's an alpha black lotus no big deal sure you know and it's just you know sitting on your desk with like twenty thousand dollars worth of other magic cards right you know i'm a huge i'm a huge game of thrones fan so i like seeing all the you know all the Khaleesi and the Daenerys autos come through and Amelia Clark. We're going to talk nerd here for a minute, yeah, guys. Hold on. For sure. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I love seeing all the non-sport, all the, you know, TV show theme sets. But then, you know, you also see, like, Chris Bryant, Bat Barrel 101s. And, I mean, just things that you're like, I held that card in my hands. Right, it's, right, yeah. right. That's a, that's a big thing for me. I held that card, right? Exactly. Uh, first, first of all, before we get into that, 2016 – Death of the year, Hodor. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> all these, all these the great, all these, the all these great people we've lost, and he comes It's up Hodor. Hodor. Hold nah, the door, please. I, I, with all respect to everybody who's passed us here, oh, man. Hodor, that was a freaking sad. That was an emotional sad, day. It was an emotional I day. I don't watch the show. And all I did was sit in my cubicle and laugh at all you fools that day because you guys are almost in tears. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was it was so sad. It was just, it was just the way he did it, the way that it was shot, and uh, just you know what? Today, I'm not cueing the Drake. I'm cueing the Hodor. It's going out yes. on the Hodor. <laughs> Hodor, Hodor. All right. Anyways, uh, the Chris Bryant Bat Barrel piece. Yes. Um, I was I was fortunate enough to be able to one the one to sit on the table in there and film the uh, Chris Bryant Super Fractor uh, conversation between uh, Mr. Olds and the guy that pulled it. Wow. And I'm sitting there and I have a picture on my phone. I'm holding this $89,000 card in my hand and I'm like, and I'm shaking, shaking, trying not to (laughs) drop it. (laughs) It's ridiculous, but that's the kind of stuff that, that makes this job fun. Exactly. You know, it's uh, out there uh, on the social media world. It's one thing to see it, you know. You see bits and pieces of it, but you get you come here, and it all comes full circle, and you're seeing a little bit of everything, right? And it's a little overwhelming, but then it gets it gets to the point where like this is just my job, so there, there's a fine line there. Some there's a breaking point there for everybody. I don't know where that breaking point is for you, but for me, it was probably about a month in, and I'm like. Okay, this is just going to be normal. Right. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. I mean, <laughs> after a while, you just kind of like. I don't want to say numb to it, but yeah. like just, I'll never get tired of looking at cards. Sure. But after a while, you're just like, oh, Michael Jordan Auto. Yeah. Oh, you know, Chris on Bryan to the next five. one. Yeah. You know, I think if anything, working at Beckett, it has given me unrealistic views of like what's going to happen whenever I buy a, like, a hobby box of product. <laughs> because I sit down and I'm like, I didn't pull Chris Bryant. Like, yeah. I, I didn't get a Corey Seeger. Yeah. Like, who is Jose Peraza? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> that is a completely accurate yeah. thing. Yeah. Like yes. it, it, it just it just stops you from buying boxes, exactly. right? Exactly. Because you're like, oh, <laughs> great. <Yeah. laughs> Everybody else. Look gets at this. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> and, oh, and I understand that. You know, there, there's a fine line there between what we, our expectations, and you know what's really there. Because 
when the, when these companies put out products, they're they're massive products, right. right? And not everybody can pull the Austin Matthews high gloss to ten, right? Yeah, you just can't do it. There's only ten of them. Nope, never have. But and I've. <laughs> Can I, I get can I get just one high gloss? Exactly. I mean, it doesn't just even have one. to. Be, it just doesn't one. have to be Matthews. It could be brown. It could be Nylander. It could be any of them. I just want one, just one. I've never pulled a high gloss, by the way. It's very frustrating. It's I've I've pulled more one and ones than I one of ones than I have high glosses. Wow. And one of ones are almost. I mean, they're almost a thing of the past. Like oh, instead yeah. of the, because there's so many one of ones, right? Right. I mean, there's like future stock one on ones, Brett Favre's. I don't know where those are coming from. This is ridiculous. This is I just don't know what to do with those. That's funny. <laughs> uh, all right, so, all right, we're moving on. I'm yeah, sorry. We're gonna move on. We got to get her back to work. We got to get her back to work. Before you go back, what is your in your PC? What do you collect? I collect Minnesota Vikings and U of A alumni. So okay. Wildcats alum and honestly, classic Vikings. Like I love growing up Randy Moss. So Randy Moss is a huge uh, figure in my PC. Okay. So, awesome. Yeah. Randy Moss with the hair or with the dreads? Of course, or over Randy the braids. Moss with the pro. That's <laughs> the only Randy Moss. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, U of A, that means you are a, probably a big basketball collector. I love U of A basketball. Yeah. I actually just finished the 2015, the entire multi sport contenders set. You finished yeah. the whole thing? Finished the whole thing. Basketball, baseball, football. Wow. I mean, it wasn't a very impressive draft class, so it was pretty easy to put together. Yeah. But, I mean, it still looks cool. Okay. Well, that's cool. There you go. Nothing so who, so who's, your guy, who's your guy there? Uh, U of A-wise? Yeah, U of A-wise. I mean, I like Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. I think he plays for the Nets now. Okay. And uh, every time he does a free throw, he does a little shimmy dance. Yeah. So he's really entertaining to watch. But I mean, a lot of the other, you know, U of A basketball player guys. They what about of, like Mike Bibby, Mike Bibby or? You know, Mike Bibby. I'm kind of into the players that were there. Mike Bibby's great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But like, I tend to collect the players from the four years, actually five years, because I'm a slacker. That I was at the U of A. Okay. So. She she, she took the five year degree. <laughs> Nothing wrong with the five year plan. She took the five. Nothing wrong with the five year plan. Nothing wrong with the five year plan. Now, Nothing while you were there, was that? Uh, Mike Stoops coaching football? Um, it was half and half. So okay. it was half Stoops and then, you know, half of Rich Rod. And, I mean, we had players like... Wow, Rich Rod was there. I forget yeah, about Rich Rod that. was there. And uh, we had Kadeem Carey, which I, you know... Kadeem! I admit I over-collected Kadeem Carey, but, I mean, one-on-one's everywhere. Yeah. But now, he's okay. He's not the best, but he's still cool. Was Oswaller there? N- he was at... That's a, that's a sword in the back right there because he's an ASU player. Oswald? Yeah. Oswald? He was? That's the Sun Devils. Oh, man. Why? Yeah. Don't, don't be insulting uh, yeah. our guests, man. Yeah. Don't be doing that. Be that might have been that. on purpose. Uh, no, we had, uh, <laughs> Oswald, we had uh, Nick Foles. Nick Foles, Nick Foles that's Foles. right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I, that that might have been a, a jab. It yeah. might have been. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> All right. We got to let you get back to work. There Sounds are cards good. to be uh, sorted on your end of things. Yes. And, uh, and cards she needs to find to come bother you with. Yes, and invoices, I'm going to come bother yeah. you today. I, we are not going to be here today, so don't come bother me. Oh, okay, yeah. great. This right. is, this like, if you're going to have a hockey card question, you better hold it till tomorrow. Okay, yeah. got it. Because I'm not going to be here. Yeah. Well, I'll come find you. Okay. We're okay. Send me a text message. <laughs> yeah. DM me on Instagram. Take a picture. <laughs> we'll be at Order 66 if yeah, you need us. Uh, we're going to Order 66 today. You know, okay. what that, you know what that is? No. It is a Star Wars toy store. Nice. Nothing. Yeah. That's all they sell, that's all they sell. is, is, is uh, Star Wars. Wow. So a uh, little bit of breaking news here. We're we're this we're gonna have two episodes this week. So you're you're gonna be on the first episode okay. with, with uh, Steve Grad and, and Brian from BAS. Awesome. So that's gonna be posted today, okay. Wednesday, and then Paul and I are gonna take a trip over to McKinney this afternoon and go talk to the Star Wars store 
So we're going to have a Star Wars standalone episode. Nice. Uh, Jeff, who who owns the store, used to work for Lucasfilms and Disney. Okay. So he's kind of he's kind of a big deal, you know. He he, he has the largest Star Wars toy store in the world. Yeah. Between the one in McKinney and the one in, in Houston. It's okay. it's the same store essentially. Right. And then we're gonna be sitting down with uh Nalani Kashan. Yes, there you go. Who played a female Jedi in two and three. Wow, so, okay. Yeah. Uh, that sounds fun. Yeah, we're gonna talk to both of them. Uh probably a lot of Carrie Fisher talk. Uh yeah, I would imagine. Stuff like that. Yeah. So uh that's happening the second episode this week. It'll probably drop uh Thursday or Friday. Yeah. We'll get it out for you guys. But there'll be two episodes this week. So you Beckett radio listeners can just uh, listen all you want. Yeah, man, we got a lot coming for you. Yeah, we appreciate that. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we won't have a show next week because you'll be too busy verifying hockey cards. Yeah, so Brooke's gonna just. Yeah, I'm, just gonna, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna start my list today. <laughs> and then you hockey cards. All right, Brooke. Thank you for coming on the thank show. You. Uh, I I'm glad that we could finally make this happen. We've been yeah. talking about this for at least four months. Yeah. If not longer. <laughs> um, but the good thing is, is, is you're right across the hall. So if exactly. you want to do it again, all you got to do is come uh, knock on my desk door cubicle my cubicle <laughs> and be like hey uh look at these hockey cards and i also want to do the radio show again awesome and we'll make it happen <laughs> all right thanks for joining us brooke thank you see ya hey what's up this is chris chief break officer here at top shelf breaks and you are listening to the fat pack eric and paul on beckett radio all right man brooke francisco if you need her yeah man Awesome lady collector in the house. Yeah, man, it's awesome. Dropping her stuff, like her knowledge is all over us. Yeah, man, making you, you know, loving it, man. Yeah. Loving it, man. Loving I'm it. glad she gets to bother you with the hockey. Yeah, she does. She does stuff. She does a good job of that. Uh, just, I like it when, like, I, I knew right away just from upon meeting her that she wasn't, it wasn't all show. She knew what she was talking about. Yeah. So, um, again, we've been trying to get her on for a couple of months now and finally got it to happen. So, real happy to have her here. And happy to have her with Beckett because yeah, man. she does know what she's talking about. Somebody's got to, you know, stand between, you know, the orders that come in, that Dak Prescott tops now card, <laughs> and getting it back to the actual graders. How does that happen? I, I don't know, man. I mean, that's like, that's just crazy on two levels. Haters going to hate, right? Yeah. <clears throat> one, one trying to make a card, two, make a card that really couldn't exist even if they wanted it to exist. Sure. So, kind of crazy. Man, she does a good job over there. All those guys, all those verifiers over there, do a great job because, like, like we said in the interview, they come over with stuff that I've never heard of, seen, or just even imagined. Right, and, and we see one percent of that. So yeah, imagine what else they're, they're exactly they're, they're you know sorting through and, and going through. It's just amazing. Yeah, if it's not in our database, we're you know kind of at a loss because we have pretty much everything in our database that you could possibly think of. Um, we're not perfect. We miss stuff. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, and there's stuff, team issued stuff, yeah. and minor league stuff, and there's a lot of stuff that we might might not know about, but we got most of it. Yeah, we we, we get our stuff. It's fun. Um, all right, let's let's talk about let's move on and talk about um, Christmas because that was last week. It was. It was last week. Did you enjoy your Christmas? I did, man. Yeah, it was had, good. Had a good Christmas. With the kiddos, man. Yeah, they're going going crazy. <laughs> so. Was hot wheeling it up, man. Oh, Hot Wheels. We got Hot Wheels all over the place. Awesome. Up, down, and all around. My son is Legos. Yes. Legos. Uh, not. He has Hot Wheels, but he just he can't build them. So it's tough. Yeah. It's tough, man. You got to get him that uh, that metal kit and the die casting. Sure. Melted down. <laughs> sure. All that stuff. He's probably a little, little for that. A little. Yeah. Like 
we don't keep the blowtorch in his room, you know, yeah. so it's kind of yeah. hard. <laughs> Your wife doesn't let you play with the blowtorch, yeah. so. <laughs> just, and, you know, he's he's smart. He's figured out. He'd probably be in there with a My Life's blow dryer on high just <laughs> <laughs> trying to get it melt down. Right, but, right, with, the, <laughs> with his magnifying glass from yeah. the sun. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas, uh, Christmas has came and went. I uh, hope you guys all had a hot, uh, happy holidays uh, season. It's it's Hanukkah and Kwanzaa both started as well. So yep. uh, uh, happy Hanukkah and happy. Uh, I, I think it's happy Kwanzaa. I don't want to get that wrong, but yeah, I think so. Um, hope you guys are enjoying those uh, those times with your family. I, on the other hand, had a good Christmas, but I got a gift that um, I was really excited about. Yeah, I didn't know it was coming. Until, like, the box was handed to me, and I was like, oh, I know what this is. Like, I just immediately knew what it was. Get that boyish grin going. I did, and it was my wife's grandfather's baseball card collection. That sounds cool. It sounds amazing, doesn't it? But. But. (laughs) Turns out, I never met the man, okay? Okay. I want to preface by saying that. Okay. From all accounts that I've heard, he was a great guy. Okay. 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 Uh. Everybody says that about people, right? They do. And he was a great guy. He was. No one says, you know, Tom was a dick. No one liked him. <laughs> not in public. Yeah, anyway. not in public anyways. Um, just, he, he was a good guy from what everyone thing he heard. Um, so I got her, his baseball card collection, and I was, like, as soon as I was handed the box, I was stoked because I knew what it was Right after I got the box. And I opened it up. And it was John Crook staring back at me. Oh, <laughs> it was ni- It was mid nineteen eighties through early nineteen nineties. So I'm looking for a card. Chuck Knobloch rookie. You got one of those? I, maybe <laughs> I might have one. There are some. I was just like, and as I'm very grateful to to receive that. You know, oh, yeah. it, it's yeah, something yeah. that. You know, not everybody gets, but because um, usually the grandfather threw away their card exactly, or they're the found in some did. attic fifty-five years later with right. you know the just the gym of all Ty Cobb's staring back at you. Right, mine was John Cruck. <laughs> I I like Crucky; he's a good guy, but yeah, <laughs> there's not much value there. So uh, open it up, and it was a lot of mid '80s, early '90s baseball cards. And you know there are gems there. You know, there's there's Randy Johnson and King Griffey Jr. and Gary Sheffield and you know Mark McGuire and Barry Bonds and the list goes on and on and on and on and on and none of them were there. Not one of those guys oh. were in there. Um, so either Grandpa was smart and sold all that stuff off, right? Or somebody else went through it first, and and, you got the leftovers. and I got the leftovers. Oh, it's like getting a bad fruitcake. It's about, it's, the, about, the, about probably the heaviest of fruitcake. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Who likes fruitcake, too? Man? Nobody. Nobody. Fruit, good, cake, good, fruitcake, nasty not, bunch of crap. No one yeah. likes that. <laughs> it's just, no one, but that's why they put rum in it, so you can, don't have to taste it. Exactly. <laughs> um, man, I I wasn't disappointed. I was, I'm, I'm excited for the gift. Right. But I was just looking at it, and I was like, oh, son of a gun. He started collecting in the 80s on a whim. Like he was bored on a Tuesday and went right. to the card Looking shop and shop, just picked up a bunch of Kevin Bass and just <laughs> I can't. Oh, it's, man. There are some cool stadium giveaways from the Kingdom in there. Oh, okay, All right, so um, that's not something that you know the collect the, your everyday collector would see. Um, I'm sure it's really sp- specialized to the Seattle area. Right. Um, there's some cool Seattle Dairy Queen giveaways that oh, were in cool. there. 
um, some no hitter pins, some Ken Griffey Jr. pins, Edgar Martinez pins, okay. stuff like that. Now that's one thing that was in there was a just a slew of Edgar Martinez rookies. Okay, there which is go. great. Yeah. That's that's awesome. I I love I love Edgar. He's a you know, I I think he's a sure surefire Hall of Famer, but the voters and writers don't think so. Yeah, so, no, not yet. Um, you know, he's got. I think he's got one or two more years, right? Yeah, before like before yeah. he gets knocked off the ballot. Yep. So, um, you know, I, I hope that happens. But there's there's that, and the the uh, the piece de la resistance is the Leaf Frank Thomas rookie. Ninety Leaf. Ninety Leaf Frank Thomas rookie. It's got one of those iconic cards. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, in a screw down. Four screws, right? Four screws. That's nice. Four screws. That's nice. And so big it doesn't fit in a box, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's huge. Um, wow. So I'm going to have to decide whether or not I want to take it out of that, crack it out of that. It's tough, man. It's tough. I'll be there for you. I'll support you. Yeah, I'll help you with the, the, <laughs> the extraction of that. <laughs> so that's what I got. And I'm I'm very pleased with it actually. I, I posted it on Twitter. There was someone, you know, who's the thought that counts? Yeah, I know. I'm trying to be funny, you guys. Yeah. Get, cut me a little hey man, slack. You can always pass it down to Eli, man. If he needs something else to destroy. I can definitely <laughs> yeah, I can definitely uh, maybe he can use it to make some of those hot wheel cards. Um, there you go. There you go. He built a card tower. <laughs> yeah. I brought all that up to bring this up. Ryan Cracknell did a great piece just before the holidays about sports cards and memorabilia from the nineteen ninety one Sears Christmas catalog. Um, this is just, man, right back down memory lane. Yeah, it's taking it back, man. That's like uh, <laughs> Pop's 40th anniversary year. Yeah, yeah. So it says, I have found memories of, uh, of pouring through the Sears catalog, Christmas catalog. As a kid, I would spend hours pouring through the toy section, as we all did. Sat oh. there, circled everything we Are want, you right? Are kidding me? Yeah. Studying everything carefully, dog-earing important pages, and looking for anything that wasn't available at my local Kmart. Even in adulthood, there was a certain level of excitement. I still went right to the toys, even though I was past that phase of my life. Ryan, I completely understand. Yeah, that, was, that was Amazon.com <laughs> yeah, back then. Yeah, exactly. If you are somehow able to turn a blind eye to the shelves of action figures, Funko Pops, and Legos behind me as I typed this. But then the internet happened. Ah, yes, the internet happened. It killed the Sears catalog. Um, basically, I'll let you guys go check out the rest of the piece. It's... Uh, Again, sports cards and memorabilia from the 1991 Sears catalog, Christmas catalog, written by Ryan Cracknell, our hobby editor. Go read the rest of it. But he highlights some things here in the catalog. The baseball cards in the 1991 Sears Christmas catalog. Sears Christmas catalog made sets build, set building easy. 91 Tops, Upper Deck, Fleer, Donruss, and Score were all available, available as factory sets. 1991 Tops traded as well. So... You didn't have to go down to the LCS. You could have ordered these from Sears for a substantial markup and right. get them sent directly to your house. 91 Upper Deck had those art cards in them, I guess. Had the the Nolan Ryan Express oh, right, in the it. the Nolan Ryan's. In yeah, the, yeah, I remember those. those uh, and those the holograms, the, the yes. hologram sticker logos. Yes. Man. Well, 91, yeah, because we were talking about 91. 91 was just a just a huge year because Upper Deck came out with football for the first time that year. Okay. So, and that was a big a big deal. Dan McGuire rookies. If you okay, yeah, that. yeah. Remember that guy? Yeah. So, what's up, Seattle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no one was talking about Brett Favre back then. No one was talking about Brett Favre. Uh, no, Dan McGuire. Browning Nagel. Oh. Yeah. I found a Browning Nagel autograph at my desk the other day. Did you? Yeah. Wow. It's, on a, it's on a Beckett Future Stars. Wow. Uh, he was ne- so Beckett he, doesn't always get everything right. Was, <laughs> we missed that he, one. <laughs> he was neither the future nor the star no, of he that. he was neither. <laughs> uh, also, 
91 Flair was that horrible, ugly, yellow Man, border. that was just, ugh. Man, now, now I'll give them credit. That year they came out with the uh, the all-star cards, the inserts, yeah. that were sharp black. Yeah. They had like this swirly thing. Those were sharp, sharp inserts. The Bo Jackson insert that year is, is fantastic. Uh-huh. Uh, so if you're all about inserts, 91 Fleer is a good place. Don't go for the base cards, though. Those things are and then trifling. And then 91 Score had multiple multiple colors on the board. Yeah, it had blue for the first yeah. series, and I think green for the second series, and then white for the rookies. And, and, and uh, black. And black. Yeah, yeah, it was just kind of a – the Bo Breaks card was really cool yeah. out of that. Which he um, will not sign. You know that? No, I didn't know that. He won't sign that card. I don't know. I didn't know that. But uh, but that was cool from from that level. And then uh, what else did you say they had? Um, the Donruss was that. Tops and Donruss, yeah. The Donruss was that, that ugly green and blue Green and blue, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was bad as well. Listen to you knowing your so, sports cards knowledge. Why yeah, are you, man. You're on the show for a reason, I buddy. I guess so, man. Uh, 91 Tops. That, that was my jam, man. 91 Tops, man. That was, uh, that was $12.99 a box at uh, our cost. I guess it was Price Club back then. And uh, my dad and I bought hundreds, I bet, of boxes of that, man. We sold, we were putting sets together, and that was when you could hand collect sets and actually sell sets at, at shows and stuff, man. That was my, that was right in my wheelhouse, man. I started doing shows back then. That had my least favorite Bo Jackson card in it. Really? You uh, didn't like that card? Running around the bases looking all winded. Ah. That's not the Bo I remember. Yeah. Uh, he was looking winded. Well, not, not that he was but, ever winded, but, but he doesn't run now. Now he drives a little car. Yeah, through the, through the a little mobile thing. thing. Yeah. <laughs> that commercial with with Brian Bosworth is genius. It's absolutely it is, genius. and that was what that was almost around ninety one. Yeah, it? That it was, was a little, more, little before 80, then. Yeah, late eighties, eighty seven, maybe eighty eight, uh, somewhere in there. Well, eighty eight was his rookie year, so I think it was probably eighty nine or ninety. Yeah, yeah he put Brian Bosworth on his ass. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, also, basketball and football, not to be forgotten. Uh, hoops. Which had that Ooh, ugly, gray. <laughs> that gray, <laughs> the gray uh, cards, man. Uh, had, now, the all-star cards were good looking that year. I like the way they did the stars. Yeah, the, the stars on them. That and was cool. Also with the most valuable player with magic yeah. on them. Magic, yeah, uh, that was a good card. My favorite card from that hoop set is a actually a, a Sam somebody for the, oh. what, what's it, play for the Orlando Magic. But it had Jordan in a twelve jersey. Yep. So yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Even when we list those cards, it says Sam, whatever his name is, with Michael Jordan twelve on him. It, yeah. it, it doesn't. Like Sam is just the the consequential player in the bag. Yeah, um, that's all he is. He's like like Jerry Kuzman on the North yeah rookie card. <laughs> exactly. Um, who else? Oh, score football. With the ugly blue borders. Uh, yeah, that ninety one score set was a little rough, man. Derek Thomas, Lawrence Taylor, Randall Cunningham, Boomer Sison all come to mind yep. out of that. Um, Fleer, oh god, those were ugly too. They were the green, right? Yeah, the green. The green, man. Those were those were tr- again good inserts that year, but trifling, trifling thing. And the problem with Fleer was they missed the boat on Favre. Sure. So it really just didn't have anything in the set. Right. You know, no Favre. It, uh, that's just bad. Yeah, it's bad. Luckily, luckily, Fleur Ultra came out that year. I right, mean, they were able to get the Farve and then they had the update Farve, so that was good for them. And but, uh, last but not least, and this is something we get questions on at least twice a month: the limited edition commemorative silver medallion coins. Ah, the as the coin guy, I get these questions all the time. As the sports guy, I still get them, but I always refer them back to the coin guy. So. <laughs> 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 Do you, now the the collector coin it was something that I don't quite understand, but it has its place I guess. 
Did you ever get into those? I didn't. I think you know back then in, in that time frame, coins was really taking off as, as far as like as a hobby on its own. And I think it was one of those just uh, you know copycat kind of things where they thought, well, we'll just put Bo Jackson and Cal Ripken and Frank Tom. We'll just put them on coins, man. They'll sell. Somebody will buy them. Sure. And I don't think it worked out the way they were. It's kind of the same thing when they made the porcelain cards during that era too. Sure. You know they tried to make those those thick, heavy, numbered porcelain cards with the little stands and whatever. And I think it was just a, a copycat thing. You know, they again, they, they overproduced that stuff, and they were trying pretty much everything, man. I'm sure whatever somebody had an idea of, they were probably just, like, sitting back eating a Twinkie, like, hey, hey, let's make a coin. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. And they did, and they threw money at it, and they put it out there. And the crazy thing was people bought them. Yeah. So, and that's that helped their popularity for a little while, but I don't think it, it was not sustainable. No, it wasn't sustainable. Um, also, before we move on to the next thing, you could also buy autographs directly from Sears. You could. Uh, dual King Griffey Jr. and King Griffey Jr. I'm sorry, King Griffey Sr. autograph ball. Wow. Roger Clemens, Mickey Mantle. Does that to show price tags on that? It doesn't have the price tags oh, on that's these. Unfortunate, man. I was but I was wondering. Yeah, I was wondering myself. What? That's early on in yeah. Griffey's career, man. You know, only two years into his career, so mm-hmm. that's that's early on right there with pops. Um, that's pretty cool. Gail Sayers football. Oh, there you go. Uh, Joe Montana. Randy White, Wayne Gretzky hockey stick. Now, does it say who was they were authenticated by? It, ooh, that's a good question. Was it a scoreboard thing back then? Ooh, or was it Steiner scoreboard. I'm I'm gonna have to look a little bit deeper into that. I now don't I'm see. Go get, I'm gonna get me a Sears catalog now, man. Yeah. We'll check it out. Forget Amazon. <clears throat> also, the plaques too. You could order the oh, plaques. The plaques. Oh, why did anybody ever do those? Oh, I don't know, man. Oh man, that was crazy. Uh. $50 for both Griffey's together, $40 for Willie Mays, $90 for Mantle or Koufax oh. signed baseball. Man, just one day. We need that back, Holy in, we need that back in the future thing, man. Just Holy moly. That is crazy. All those prices are insane. I would jump all over that. Yeah, for sure. I would jump all over that. For sure. Oh. That's awesome, man. Great article, Ryan. Good yeah, stuff, great man. article. Uh, I'm, I'm reading a comment here by Bill Kingsley. Uh, what the catalog doesn't mention is that the NBA set number nine was a Sears exclusive. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. One of the first exclusives, maybe. The 1991 version is still rare to this day. They did those sets three years. Okay, for three years they did that. Okay. The autograph memorabilia, uh, this is from Trey, the autograph memorabilia, memorabilia probably came from a, from the scoreboard. Those baseball holders go. and plaques were, were staples of their inventory. The head of their company, Ken Golden, originated the concept of signing of signing players to exclusive autograph deals for manufacturing memorabilia. He's also kind of a known crook, but uh, but he's also ahead of his time, man. That's yeah. what everybody's doing now. They're signing all these people to ex- exclusive deals, man. Isn't that the guy that's kind of gotten in the trouble with the scoreboard autographs? And I don't know the backstory. I don't want to say he's a crook he's... and not know that, but I. I don't know. If I it, believe he that definitely he definitely wasn't selling weed out of his. Yeah, uh, he wasn't. He definitely sold. What's up, man? Yeah. Uh, wasn't selling weed out of his apartment on Facebook and getting caught. Uh, that <laughs> that didn't happen for him. I but I think that I think that I don't. You know what? I'm gonna just erase all yeah, that. I don't know. What, I don't know. I but I think I that he might have been one of the guys that did that. Um. Anyways, it's a great article. Go check it out. Um, Relive your youth, man. I'm sure there's some some Transformers and Star Wars stuff in that catalog too, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I bet I'd there's some, see some cool stuff in there. Yeah, man. It's it's gonna be a lot of fun if you go do that for yourself. It's uh take you right back down down memory lane. All right, we got to get to another quick break and bring on the interview that we had yesterday 
with Brian and Steve Grad. Man, cool guys, man. Cool guys. It's great it's to cool. have them. I got to meet him in person for yeah, the first time. Yeah, I got to meet him in person. Yeah, you'd met him before. Yeah. But I actually got a chance to meet him. That's awesome. Great to have them in the studio here. Uh, we walked in. We walked in the office, and they were both sitting in our conference room. We're like, well, I guess this is going to happen today. Yeah, this, <laughs> makes this makes sense. So uh, I want to let you know, guys, that the audio on that on that interview is a little low on their ends because they were kind of back away from the microphones. Yeah. Uh, I told them to make sweet, sweet love to it, but they didn't. They didn't. They didn't listen to us. They didn't listen to us. That's all right. That's okay. They we d- they did well. <laughs> they they did. did well. Uh, also, I apologized to him yesterday to Mr. Grad, but I want to do it again. I thought Mr. Grad was the instigator, uh, the instigator, and I was wrong. It is Brian all the way. All the way, man. He's silent. Yeah. Deadly. And when he's he speaks, vicious, yeah. man. He is. He's man. Just, he takes you down, and with that straight face, yep, man. I that, love him. That kid. Love him. I want to hang out with him more. <laughs> what do the kids say? Savage. Yeah. Definitely savage. <laughs> it was awesome. That's the good stuff, uh, man. So you guys hang tight. We'll be back right back with Brian and Steve, the guys from BAS, just breaking it down for you. Hang tight. And we are back from that quick break. Joining us now, surprise, BAS in the house. Uh, it's okay. Brian and Steve, what's up, guys? Hello. How are you? We're, we're doing good. Paul, you doing good? Yeah, I'm okay, man. I'm good. This is weird. We're n- we've never shared a microphone before, and we're both quite large, so we're, we're like fighting for space. This I know it's worked out very well. <laughs> I know it's radio, but I wish the the radio audience could see this. This is this is quite funny. It is. I like it. What was that called? Is it, it kind of the first? Just just ten seconds ago, I was thinking bumper cars. Is bumper that, cars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys are gonna bounce off. I each was other thinking of the SNL skit with the sweaty balls. They kind of the sweaty balls. We're like two Chris Farleys in here dancing over each other. Hey, it's all good. <laughs> That's awesome. Whatever yeah. works. Yeah, it works. <laughs> so, you got <laughs> yeah. You're just gonna pass on that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is a really a special surprise. We walked in the office today and, and saw you guys sitting in our conference room. We're like, what the hell are they doing here? But you're here, so thanks for being here. Sure. Thanks, thanks for being here. So we last time Steve was on, we talked a lot about what he was doing. Brian, we, we need to know a little bit about you. A little bit about me? Okay. Yeah, um, you got to make love to that, that mic, Brian. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about that, but we'll go with that. <laughs> um, basically, Steve and I are doing the same thing. We're letting people know what Beckett's doing, that we're out there. We're authenticating now. We're talking to some customers, trying to educate the public about the fact that Beckett now does autographs as well as cards. Very nice, very nice, good stuff. So where you guys said something about you guys are traveling a lot. What are you guys up to? What's your uh, next venture? Well, we just finished up December where we ended up in Philadelphia, New Jersey multiple times, New York. We got off the Chicago show in November. Looks like we'll be back in New York. We'll be back here in Dallas on the 12th. Then after that, we're going to head to New York. We have another trip to Philly, then to Chicago. Steve goes to Vegas. I possibly go to Columbus, Ohio. Then we end the month in Houston. So we'll be all over the place. That's in January? That's all yeah. January. Holy yeah, we'll, we'll end up making a run. The good thing about January is we are, you know, if we say we're in a city, sometimes we're just there. You know, like today we're just here visiting the office. Okay. But, for example, uh, January 7th, we'll be at the Hollywood Collector Show at the Westin uh, LAX uh, all day doing autograph authentication. Uh, the following weekend 
is the White Plains show, and that's at the Westchester County Center. Mm-hmm. And we're there, uh, what is it? The, the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So the 13th, 14th, 15th, we're there. Uh, the following weekend, I will be, uh, it's on a Friday, it's the 20th if you're in Las Vegas. I'll be at the Golden Silver Pawn Shop where I do Pawn Stars at. And then the next day, I will be at uh, a baseball card store, a collectible store, Icon Authentics. Um, and they sell collectibles, jerseys, all this stuff. They're having Roger Craig that weekend. Brian, hold on, don't forget on January eighteenth, <coughs> Drew got will be at Bergie Sports Cards. Oh yeah, we'll my bad. Be doing the uh, yeah. raw raw card review. Yeah, so okay. we can't forget For that. Time. So the first time uh, we're actually pairing up with Raw Card Review is going to be in Chicago, in Chicago at a yeah. store, and that's in Highland Park, Illinois. That's on January eighteenth. It's a Wednesday from pretty much nine to four, nine to five. We'll be at Bergie Sports Card Store, and that's in Highland Park. Um, and then Brian is supposed to be. We're we're trying to schedule on Ohio trip. And then of course we have GTSM at the end of the month and that's in Houston. So it gets really crazy. And we're trying, like Brian said, we're just trying to get that word out and get out as much as we can. They are just globe trotting, globe trotting. Nobody can hear you. You got to come over. <laughs> 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 All right. So what, what are you guys seen so far that ha- that you, you slapped a BAS label on? That's pretty cool. I will go with the best piece I think we've seen is the guitar that we actually know the person got it signed, signed by Paul McCartney, George Harrison, and Ringo Starr. No, John Lennon, but he wasn't really available to get it signed by him. But basically, <laughs> as, as, as in person as you're going to get of a Beatles guitar. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah and really I'd say in the, in the first month, he's right. We, we did that guitar, uh, did some great Nirvana pieces for me. Uh, we did a Metallica signed snare drum. And this is the first time, and I'm talking Metallica pre-86, so Cliff Burton's on it, who died in 86. Okay. Lars Ulrich, Kirk Hammett, James Hetfield. Vintage, old school, first time Brian and either of us have seen even Cliff Burton on a drum head, any kind of equipment. I have a drum stick signed by him, but to have a drum head, it's super rare. That was cool when we did a Babe Ruth ball. I think we graded, what, an eight or nine? The signature was a really yeah, nice, ball. nice ball. Yes, yeah, so we've, we've had a chance to see some nice stuff. I mean, obviously, we've seen more stuff, too. That's really cool. But those things kind of stick out in our head as, like, they've really been great pieces. Awesome. Good stuff. So do we need to talk about the what happened today? We'll wait on that. So I've been noticing some stuff popping up on uh, social media, uh, eBay stuff that has that uh, BAS label on it. Um, that's pretty cool to see start rolling in. Um, it's nice to know that our, the name is getting out there, but it's to be expected, I think. Uh, that, that's basically the reason we're out there. That if we're not out there, we can't get our name on stuff. So that's yeah. That's, that's we'll, right. we'll fight for every piece we can get. I've seen you more in the last month than I have. <laughs> <laughs> You've been around. I have I, been around. Yeah, yeah. You guys are uh, rocking all over the place. Uh, speaking of rocking, I saw that Beatles piece too. That was that was that's pretty a cool. Guitar. That yeah, was for, now was, that was a private collector. His name is John Brennan. He's known as one of the best in person autograph guys. He's been around since the eighties. If you look at his, some of his pictures, he has pictures with. Prince and George Michael and all the Beatles and all of Genesis at once. I mean, he has some very interesting photo ops, let alone autographs, but he has a beautiful collection where he has a lot of pieces that hopefully over time Beckett will get to do most all of them. He's new to new to authentication. He'd never done it before, and he basically waited for us to start Beckett to start doing his stuff. Awesome. Yeah, it was real, really nice. You know, Brian had more experience than I did with John, and I had chased autographs in New York plenty, but John and and John Brennan and Brian actually knew each other, okay. which helped. And then they wanted to use Beckett, and they wanted it because of us two. And it was a pretty good marriage. I mean, the stuff is just absolutely phenomenal. This stuff, we saw a, sm- a small sampling. 
This is a guy that has Rolling Stones pieces literally just coming out of the woodwork signed and, you know, stuff that blew us away, stuff that we got as collectors, but, you know, we weren't as fortunate to have as have as many. You know, I've we both met Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, but, you know, John Brennan knows these guys literally, and it was a great honor to do his stuff, and we hope more people in that genre that haven't, you know, in-person guys that haven't done a lot of their stuff, we hope they'll come out of the woodwork when they see that. He did it as a business a lot earlier than most people. So in the 80s, he was really getting autographs to sell where a lot of people, as far as rock and celebrity stuff, weren't doing it. So he sold a bit then, but he kept a lot of it. So okay, he has, you know, he handed our Star Wars collector here a, a stack of 35 Harrison Ford vintage signed photos like it was nothing. Wow. Yeah, and he didn't even think much of it. He didn't even, matter of fact, He's like, oh, you know, you know, take a look through them. But he didn't even get any sorted. You know, at some point he might do those, but they're just sitting in a stack. He's like, oh, let me go pull a file. You know, they're not even in sheets or anything. He just he threw down a stack of photos. He's like, oh, here you go. And, and they I'm were like, all the old okay. movie star news and pictures we remember from that era that you can't buy anymore. So the whole puzzle was pretty cool to put together. That's crazy. That's crazy cool. Now you you, you said George Michael, and uh, we have a Star Wars fan in our midst, and. Uh, today, Carrie Fisher passed. Yeah. Um, not to get all morbid on you guys, but what what happens to the value of an autograph when, like, 2016 has been a hell of a year. Just we've lost so many people. Oh, it's yeah. been a brilliant. And um, what, so what happens with an autograph like that? Does the value just immediately shoot up or is. You know, it just depends on the celebrity. The older they are, the more people that expect it. So when you've watched some of the older celebrities die, that really hasn't caused it. But like when a Heath Ledger died, his autograph went from being $100 to you couldn't touch it for under $500. And it's held its value. River Phoenix, guys like that. But Carrie Fisher, and Steve and I were just talking about this, will always be a more expensive autograph because of who she was and Star Wars fans. If If she wasn't in Star Wars, it would have spiked a little bit, but tomorrow it would be back down. She'll stay up for... Quite some time, at least I would say four to six weeks. Yeah, we we're we were trying to figure it and out. I still it's, say it holds a pretty good value after it, that too. I, I think it's that out of the gate thing. You know, we see people that you know. Um, I was watching eBay when Michael Jackson. I, I I saw the thing, the blurb, and I instantly went right to eBay to see how crazy it was. And he <clears> talked <throat> about Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger went insane, and he's pretty much stayed insane. Carrie Fisher is going to always have value. And I think the Star Wars stuff, maybe Brian would agree with me on this. It's the stuff where she's paired with Ford and Hamill or posters where she's she's on them. Mm-hmm. Those are going to carry a higher premium. Uh, the uh, the slave shots of her are always going to be oh, valuable, yeah. but, you know, worth more than a shot of her as as uh, as a Endor rebel. Leah, uh, Leah, what? Uh, Leia, sorry, uh, my bad. But those shots will have more uh, the, the the slave one shot or the slave shots of hers, you know, Java slave. But I I think the shots with her paired and Brian, God, how many of these shots have you had? Five or six of them at least more signed. Yeah, with with we just we were just talking to a friend of ours that actually got Harrison Ford three weeks ago on five of them, sent them off to the Mark Hamill signing at one hundred seventy five dollars piece, and just got them back yesterday. None of the five have Carrie Fisher. Oh, and he kind of figured she was the easiest, so why not start with Harrison Ford? Obviously, you don't want to put the money unless you're yeah. him. Right. Got that. Got Mark Hamill at the signing. Sent him off next day air to get it to the signing and then got him back. Oh, Unfortunately, we'll and, that, and those are the things you regret. And she had just done a signing, I want to say it was in August. And I you know, I had friends there. And they had a great chance to pay a discounted rate, which I want to say it was wholesale. It was what, 45 bucks or something. Oh, wow. So I, I ended up doing uh, 25 or 30 on cards because I collect cards, and I have some cards on buyer. And how many do you have? I have a couple, handful. 100? Wow. 100 itself? No, or? I think you said two-something. It's it's around there, but anyway. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. The point of the story <laughs> is that I regret not doing, and I work on the sets. I work on the three original sets of uh, top Star Wars from 77 and then Empire and Jedi. So I work to get them all signed, the whole sets. Oh, okay. So I still need around a bunch of Jedi cards. I had done all the Star Wars were done, all the Empire were done, half the Jedi. And I, I had to cut it off because it was just costing me too much money. I said, okay, this is where I have to stop it. And uh, the problem with that is normally with some of those people, you could find the cards. But if you look at eBay, most of the cards on there are secretarial. They were easy for someone to send to her. And she had someone signing her fan mail for years. And people don't realize that. So thanks for bringing yeah, yeah. There's a lot right now that aren't good. Oh, not really man. by anybody's fault. But the fact that if they were sending them to her, they were getting signed by Thanks for else. bringing that up, actually. Yeah, yeah let, let's talk about that. Let's talk about, I mean, what a bummer, right? Just just to get that, get one of those back in his secretary. Most people will have no idea. It yeah. looks yeah. close enough if you know what you're looking for. It has like a, a little bit smaller C than you're used to. Okay. And a lot more flair on the F. But there's a lot of it that's pretty, it hooks the wrong way into the A off the C. But there's a lot of it to the naked eye that looks pretty good. Yeah, I, 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 he's right about that. What, what really sucks is there's sellers up there that have been up there for the last two years. And because people get these successes back, and Brian knows plenty of people that collect mail autographs. I do too. And Carrie Fisher, oh, signed her mail. Signed, well, they're not real, sorry. But there's sellers that have been told, hey, these are not real. They're still selling them. I, as a matter of fact, after she had the heart attack, I went and checked. A bunch of them are still up there at $25 buy nows, or, you know, they were the other day. And they're just all no good. And obviously, we've seen enough to know the difference. Debbie Reynolds signed her mail. Her mother really? signed her mail for years and years. Now, the funny thing is, and this is where I get lazy, a friend of mine uh, that I know that uh, does autograph stuff, and he said, hey, I got Carrie Fisher back. And I'm like, whatever. He sent me the scan. I said, those are real. And he had found another address for her that she started signing to, and he's like, you should send to her. So I never did to it. I never sent to it. And obviously, it's too late now. So I guess that's why... From a collecting standpoint, that's why I stock up on stuff and Star Wars stuff I collect heavily. So I tend to stock up on the people in the films. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm getting bad looks here, odd looks. But I, 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 if you work on a card set, uh, if you worked on every top set, okay, from 1981 to 1986, how many times would you need Pete Rose? Or how many times would you need Mike Schmidt or Steve Carlton? You'd need them, Rod Carew, you'd, Carl Yastrzemski, you'd need them 10, 12, 15 times. So I need her autograph a bunch. In these sets, they're all in these cards. I can't help it. I mean, they put her on like 40 or 50 cards a set. What am I supposed to do? Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be reasonable. I, I officially have no comment. <laughs> the one thing about those is if you do some extras on her, though, you might be able to trade it for something. In the f Now that you know, you might get something good for the fact that you had a bunch of Carrie Fishers and maybe if you did doubles. Steve has done it for himself, but if you did have doubles, you might be able to find some people you need. I have a lot. Yeah, just a few. Just a few. Yeah, I have if a lot of if, if you said there's 40 or 50 cards in the 300 original set, that's 120 or 150, and you have over 200. That must mean you have some doubles. I have a couple here and there laying around. That's They're good. just randomly laying around. But yeah, I have. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to get rid of his doubles, Brian. I'm no, sorry. Hey, I don't know. know what to tell you. Sometimes. Hey, it was smart now. Now, do you have any that are personalized to you? Just a small handful. And what stinks, you know, I had a few pieces I still needed her on, but not many. It wasn't. It, I had done a pretty good job of getting her to sign most stuff I need. I did need some uh, oddball photos and stuff that I, you know, and cards, obviously, I needed. Um, yeah, there's still a few pieces I need here and there that I just never got signed or, you know, some photos I kind of put off to the side and said, oh, I'll get that. I, 
Steve, a, Steve was know. in on it when Mark Hamill was fifty to seventy-five dollars, no, and no. Carrie Fisher was twenty-five. Mark was twenty-five, and she was fifteen. Okay, so yeah. even even I go lower than that. Yeah. And as the shows creeped up, you know, Hamill went up to seventy-five, and she went to thirty-five, and then yeah. Hamill went up to one twenty-five, and she went up to sixty-five. Now you're looking at one seventy-five. What was her last show? Seventy-five or eighty-five? Hers was, I think, seventy or eighty dollars. Yeah, exactly. I think Canada so was he got probably. in at the right time too. Yeah. Wow. Because she did her first show. You couldn't afford that yeah. many cards at. Right. You, know, you can get them at ten or fifteen. You can't get them at. Even a discount rate, 45 or 50, I, it becomes I'd spent a lot harder. I all of lunch looking for this photo. In 2002, she did her first show. Sure. She did it uh, to raise money for Debbie Reynolds' charity. And she, before that, she was just not into doing shows, appearances, anything. And Mark had done a handful of them. But she just didn't want anything to do with it at all. She did some scoreboard signing, stuff that turned up on QVC. But she wanted nothing. So in 98, I was in L.A. I planned a whole trip around um, something she did in Beverly Hills. I begged her to death, had to show her my driver's license, signed one for me, one for my friend. That was it. There was like six people, the two of us. That was it. So she does the show to raise money for Debbie Reynolds. Very excited. She's there on a Saturday and Sunday for like four hours each day. You go through the line, you get up, and they limit it to four or five pieces, and I had about 40 or 50 to get done, and I had to keep going through that day. Got some of my stuff, but Sunday I came back and said, listen, I've got 30 left. Can we just do this and finish it? And they agreed to do it, gave them the money. And then she started doing shows, started wanting to be out with the public. And it's funny, the last, I'd say, four or five years, she was such a great personality at these shows. She had people laughing. She had the dog Gary with her. Uh, she joked with people. She'd take, I, the last show, my friend went up in line, and he had no idea what to expect. And I said, Carrie, give him the glitter. And he's like, what does that mean? And she has this thing of glitter. And she took it out and went to my friend like this. And it went all over him. And he had in his hair for like three weeks. He could not get because he's got huge hair. Could not get it out. She loved the fan interaction. She was great about it. And she was a nice woman. And it, honestly, here's what I say. Profound sadness. That's what I put on Twitter today. I felt really sad because this is she was a nice she was just a nice lady, you know, and she was funny and she was she was quirky. You know, did she look the same as she did back in 1977? No, she looked, you know, plastic surgery and different, but she was awesome. And and I'll, I'll miss her. Most yeah. of the people in Star Wars, beyond Harrison Ford, is a little bit different, but they don't sign for free a lot. And if you do, it's begging. But if you saw Carrie Fisher, she was always good to do one, no, almost no matter the situation. Yeah. Where, you know, you see Mark Hamill, he can be really grouchy about it. Oh, that yeah. can be put, put off, or Anthony Daniels, or a lot of those guys. But if you saw Carrie Fisher, you were pretty much, quote, unquote, guaranteed to get her at least one autograph. Oh, that's that cool. Point. That's good to know. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's good to hear those stories because you hear more of the the grouchy side of people than no, she than was the definitely good a good signer. She was good. To, she took her Star Wars fans pretty seriously. And if she, she personalized for you in person, she'd write. I have a few where she write love to Steve or galactically yours. Or, yeah, or that's, that's like Mark. That. Galactically, yeah. Mark. didn't she do that too? She might have, but it, Mark did it a lot. Yeah, galactically yours. That's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, but Mark always personalized in person. She usually does. So, unfortunately, she's not you know with us anymore, and it's. It's very sad from not from, you know, I need her on some cards. Yeah, I'm bummed out about that. All right, right, right. But from a Star Wars standpoint, really bummed out. But I look I, the other day, I just was looking for a photo at home in one of my books. And I saw this great photo she had written. Um, her and Mark were kissing in it from Empire Strikes Back. And she had wrote this great quote on it. I got to go pull it out and get a photo of it. But she had put this great quote on it. And so did he. And I'm just like, God, man. I had so many photos printed I wanted to get her on and different images and just beautiful photos. And and you have to wonder what happens to the ninth movie. Yeah. I know. That's what I was going to say something about that because obviously they killed off Harrison Ford and now they have to 
you know, somehow do something, something with, with her, and I'm sure the eighth yeah. movie will tie in more to her anyway. So, so yeah. it's interesting to see what they do with that. Yeah, because now you have what's Mar- going to happen. You would know better than we would, sir. Yeah, you got you got Luke coming I back can't now. Talk about it right now. Thank you. Oh, you can't. Luke is going to kill me. No, but yeah, but yeah. Uh, no. Luke, Luke's going to be the cen- the the this next film is basically going to be about Luke and uh, Ray right. and Kylo Ren. I think is going to be a huge focus. I don't even know how much she's going to be in it, but the focus will be on those three. Those three, I think, and they'll have other stuff going on, but they'll have to find a way to either. Uh, go right now in post production, or you know, write her out of the film, or figure out her demise, or her ship blows up somewhere. Right. Or the next film, it starts off with her just getting killed or something. You know. Yeah. They can't do it like a TV show where they're like, uh, she's on vacation. Right. <laughs> they don't go on vacation <laughs> in Star Wars. No, they Come don't on, go on dude. vacation. It's not like yeah, she's going to Dagobah for three weeks, and then uh, she's off to Hoth for a month, <laughs> and then, and then the next trip, you know, she's going to go to Mustafar for for where? Like three weeks. <laughs> Yeah, it's south. It's is just south like of here. LA? <laughs> it's yes. it's like uh, it's like Happy Days. The brother that went upstairs and never, yeah, came, never down. came back. <laughs> exactly. See, that's what I'm talking about. There you go. Like, yeah, she's gone. Hey, where's uh, Princess Leia? I don't know, dude. Hey, can you guys call her? You know what? She's she not picking up herself. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> weird. But hey, let's try her again. Get her on the transmitter. Uh, Princess Leia. See, I told you, I can't get a hold of her. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, you mentioned Twitter, man. Uh, you you have cranked up the BAS Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram. What are those accounts? Can you can you let us know those? Yeah, the the Twitter's Beckett uh, uh, underscore authentic. It, it's A U T H E N T because I couldn't fit it all in. So that's the Twitter. Um, Instagram is Beckett Authentication. And if you search Facebook, I just started the page. I'd appreciate it. Anybody go on there, say hi. Um, you could post on there, no problem. Uh, the message area is open for now. We'll see how many we get. Sure. Uh, updates where we're going, yeah. what's going on. I'm going to have our full us? calendar on there. I'll have behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, but that's Beckett Authentication. I have you know my page, my Steve Grad page on Facebook, which is going to intertwine both, and I'll update all of it. I just want people to, to know what we're doing, where we're going to be at, um, I will tell you 100%, Brian and I are very accessible. Now, if you want to come and scream to us about autographs and stuff, we're probably not the two guys for it. But we want to understand what's going on with your uh, concerns. If you have concerns, you could talk to us about it. If there's problems with the submission or you just want to talk about autographs. I mean, Brian knows literally everything about modern signatures, vintage signatures. I do. We're well-versed in it. And we like this stuff. This is what we live for. You know, we live you know, in this hobby. We love it. I kind of enjoy it when you get yelled at about autographs. Yeah. Well, it happens to me a lot. He is so. such an instigator. Yeah. I thought you were the bad one. No, no, he, no that's It's me. totally Brian. That's me. I am sorry I misjudged you, sir. We've had some, you, yeah. I literally one time had to pick up Steve. Literally pick him up and walk away from a guy that was yelling at he him did. about autographs. Yeah, he did. Wow. Yeah. So it gets heated, guys. If you tell somebody their $20,000 autograph is bad or it's secretarial or it's no good or this isn't going to make it. I, I think the one thing I've learned, and this is something – Unfortunately, I do, you know, on Twitter, people say, hey, what do you think about this? Hey, thanks for messaging me. I appreciate it, but I can't do it. The, the one thing I always tell people, it's hard to explain it in so many characters on Twitter or somewhere else, is that this is what we get paid to do. It's a job for us. I want to help people out to an extent, but if you want to know if it's good or bad, like the other companies out there, you just have to submit it, okay? And that's all. And it's, it's tough for Brian and I to get caught looking at stuff 
you know, we don't know the recourse. Someone could involve us in a lawsuit. There could be another dealer. How about if someone takes it back and says, he said it was bad. Next thing you know, you've got this guy, and you're embroiled in something you shouldn't be involved in. So mm -hmm. that's what we do for a living. We look at autographs. We enjoy it. We want to point you in the right direction and make sure you don't buy bad stuff or have bad stuff in your collection, too. I think what you ought to do with the new Facebook page is put up another one of the is it good or bad and just see what the comments are. That was enjoyable on Twitter. Yeah, it was. I, did I think that you ought to do it on back. the Facebook page. Yeah, it's That'd interesting. Let's see what you guys say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys got to be involved. You can't avoid it. He put up Come a Babe Ruth, and it was quite interesting to yeah. see what people I, thought. I am totally all about being involved. I, you don't mess around much on Twitter there, do you, Paul? But This will be the Facebook. I think the Facebook right. would be a yeah, good jump-off point so. to yeah, the I'm Facebook do page. It, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. You know, you, you made a good point about people yelling at you about autographs and stuff. We get the same thing in, in the pricing department. when we If we price <laughs> something, like a perfect example recently is uh, William Nylander. He was really hot out of the gate. His his not his autograph, just his base rookie card was selling. Hold on, Steve. What's a William Nylander? It was a hockey player. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Thanks. Um, his, his, uh, he sounds he sounds a hockey player type. Definitely not I baseball. I should have said no, he's a baseball player. <laughs> he's not a football. It. I know NFL. I know baseball pretty well. I try and I try and work on the hockey. I knew for, we didn't play for, for the Blackhawks, so you, you know. don't you don't have to work on the hockey. No yeah. one cares about hockey. <laughs> I do. I love it. I'm I Blackhawks. Me too. Me and you, and that's it. Um. Anyways, out of the gate, thirty to eighty bucks. It was wow. selling like that, no problem, right? I bumped it down because in the weeks after the product released, it was twenty to fifty bucks. I bumped it down a level, 20, 50 bucks. You probably got it. Huh? I got yelled at yeah. for days. I'm like, what do you want me to do? I can't I can't do it. But anyways, that, that's just how it is. It, it sucks. Everybody that wants bought it wants to hold their value. Yeah. And that poor card is selling for less than that now, so you nice should probably going. bump it down. Yeah. <laughs> now, now you want to get it. I just but bump keep, it up for the heck of it. Yeah, but keep Jack Eichel high, okay? God, he's, a, he's kind of a bust, isn't he? <laughs> well, Ooh. I mean, you know. We'll we see know. after the injury. He's yeah. only played 12 games. Yeah. <laughs> I think he has eight or nine points. I think he'll be fine. Nah, everybody loves Jack Eichel. Everybody, everybody at Leaf loves Jack Eichel, right? Oh, everybody yeah. everybody loves Jack <laughs> That's why I mentioned it. He's, uh, yeah, he's going to be all right, I think. He's he's really hot. Uh, was really hot. I don't know. I don't, was. Is, he, is he hot? He's not Connor McDavid. He's we'll not Connor McDavid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, you, before we let you guys go, you got anything else you want to plug or you, you want to no, happy just, holidays? I'd say go on the Facebook page. I'll work on getting Steve up to put up something up there just so we get some interest and see. It's it's very interesting to see what the comments are and people kind of start fighting with each other and it becomes its whole own whole thing. Actually, Facebook would be a better platform than Twitter because – you get lost in all the tweets. This right. Everybody would see all the answers. Yeah, I will. In the next day or two, I'll get something up along those lines. I, I want to, I just, you know, obviously, Happy New Year. If you're new to Beckett Authentication, if you knew the, the grading, this is, you know, a full-time commitment. This is something that we're here, I've told you guys before, uh, we're very excited about. We're going to be out there all the time, just not in January coming up like we told sure. you. Sure. February, March, April, May, all the time. We're going to be out there going to be at shows you could see us we're going to be very visible trust me now um we've kind of kind of talked about it coming up in 2017 you and i have texted about a regular segment with steve grad uh the third week of every month uh i have dubbed you the grapher yeah yeah so i've been waiting for yeah you. where are you at <laughs> i you know what we had a baby and then we congratulations yeah, yeah, thank congratulations you. Even though I excuses, person. <laughs> excuses i'm sorry yeah. so look for that uh, starting off uh, 2017 we're gonna have third week of the third week of the month the grapher will be on uh, either steve right. or brian uh if you have time in january i'll have time okay. i don't know about brian's brian's kind of like the guy he's kind of like the recluse he doesn't you know yeah. he's he's literally 
if you could, I'll check my calendar. If you guys remember Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber? Yeah, yeah. He's literally <laughs> just a step above him. Well, they shouldn't have, put me below. That's yeah, good. Or below, well, at least he'll have social interaction with people. He didn't. He doesn't live in a, you know, his own little place up in the mountains, and no one can go near him. Oh, but that'd be he's, nice. He doesn't he, go to Oklahoma. If he puts his hood up, watch. He's Ted Kaczynski. Yeah. Seriously, I, I, I it's scary. Or the Zodiac Killer. Can you put that up for me? Yeah, I can try that for you. You got a pair of sunglasses? Yeah, oh, my go. goodness <laughs> gracious. <laughs> That's how I feel some days, too, yeah. so it all kind of ties in. I think we're yeah. too close for to Waco for this, this yeah, conversation. If, they, if they're not on next week, you'll know why. <laughs> it's great being around him. Great. <laughs> Am I going to die today? <laughs> It may happen. Yeah. All right. As we all uh, ponder our next life movements, uh, we're <laughs> going to let you guys get out of here. Thanks for coming in on short notice. Thanks Pleasure. for being here today, man. Anytime. Uh, Anytime. It, it's great to have you on. And uh, look for one of these two to be back in January as we dig into what's going on. It sounds like a busy month. Yeah, man. Yeah. Sounds good. All right, guys. We'll get out of here. Do your thing. And we will catch up with you soon. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks. This is Eric Norton, co-host of Beckett Radio, and you're listening to the number one sports collecting podcast in the world, home of the Fat Packs. All right, man, Steve Grad and Brian Sorbel, if you need them. Sorbel. Dude, cool, cool dudes. Cool guys, right? I'm so glad I got to meet them today. I wish uh, yesterday. yesterday, Yeah. (laughs) I wish I could be as cool as them one day. I want to, too. Yeah. But you know what the difference between them and us? What's that? Lots of cheeseburgers. Lots of cheeseburgers? Lots of cheeseburgers. On our end? (laughs) Yes, on our end. (laughs) Those guys, uh... Listen to Brian talk. I was actually taken back a little bit because I've never met him. Like I'd met him before, but right. I'd not talked to him in length. Uh-huh. And the, and then like uh, Steve was saying about modern autographs, he was just rattling stuff off. And I'm like, well, where's this coming from? Right out of left field. Yeah, man, they know their stuff. Yeah, man. you know they both know their stuff, and uh, they love to give each other a hard time. And I like that. Yeah, amen I to like both that. of them. <laughs> I like that. It reminds me of some other two people I know. Yeah. So. Uh, I know I know a couple guys like that. Yeah, they, they're they're good friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, regular segment starting up in January, uh, as will much of our show be. We'll with we're gonna have regular contributors on, but uh, Steve Grad or Brian will be here. Well, not here, but will be on the show uh, regularly. So looking forward to that, man. Looking forward to the stories on the road. Look, sounds like their January is just loaded. <sighs> Yeah, but they're back here. So yeah, that's cool. They're back here. They're back here for a day, so hopefully we can snag them. Yeah, here. hopefully. That'll be, that'll be real fun. So we're going to get right into uh, a little bit of uh, Beckett Whatevs. The last, the final Beckett Whatevs of 2017 or 2016. Right. Sorry, I'm a whole year ahead of myself. You're just all over the place today. I am. Yeah. I told my wife last night, I was like, uh, you know that next year's tax return, we don't have anything to pay with it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I'm a whole year ahead on the tax return, man. <laughs> so That's awesome. uh, as of right now, I don't, we don't have anything to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. um, but last Beckett, whatevs, maybe if we, of 2016, if we don't talk about Beckett, whatevs and start on the, on the star Wars episode, which we might, we know, might, you know, we might, we might swing, swing it that way. But uh, <laughs> Beckett, whatevs, 2016 is going to end with a little bit of fantasy football talk. Yeah, man. Uh, we had our championship game last week. Um, Ken Kinsley and the Bag of Deplorables. Against Jeff. Against Jeff and his Jeffs. And his uh, Jeffs, man. I, I've said his name wrong all year, and maybe that just helped him. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe no. Jeff Geo, Geo, Gio, whatever. I called him 100 different things. But uh, kudos to Jeff because he's number one. He went on a win streak that was really – just unreal, man. Yeah, just really just unreal. Turn things around and just boom. Yeah. And um, it was good. It was good. Ken, I gave you a hard time all year. Kudos, man, for finishing second. That's awesome. 
Um, now, are you connected with Ken on social media at all? I am. He I am. he is uh he's not taking the loss too well. He's 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 going back into his fantasy retirement. Um, thing is, is, is Ken he, did a great job. He did, and he was one. He outcoached himself. He outcoached himself. You know, it. it I understand where he went with the RG three thing, but man, I, I just don't know if I would if I would have gone that route. Um, part of that is I was you know diehard Skins fans for so long, so I know what that's all about. But sure. man, if he if he had started Bradford. Bradford would have won in the game. Would have won in the game. Yeah, and that's a that's tough. That's tough. It's tough when you outcoach yourself. But, yeah, um, you know he he obviously had been calculating and, and making moves and, and decisions all year. And shoot, man, he finished better than us. So kudos to him. Yeah, and uh, well, we finished third. We did. Um, we did. That doesn't doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean squat. So doesn't mean uh, squat. We were just the with the second loser. Yeah, we're the so, second loser. Um, <laughs> that's like those old no fear shirts remember no fear yes uh first place is just or second place is just the first loser yeah man yeah uh third place is the second loser and no one no one care no one cares about second or yeah, third place we don't get participation trophies here so no we sure don't forget those dumb trophies don't jerry, get me started <laughs> jerry seinfeld amen jerry seinfeld used to do this bit about uh the olympics he, he loves the olympics every he loves everything about competition and uh, where you get rewarded and things like that um Olympic sprinters was what he was talking about, okay. specifically, and he was <laughs> he was saying no who who remembers the bronze? No one remembers the bronze yeah, medal no winner. He's like, uh, you know, first place, oh my god, I'm on top of the world. Second place, hey, good job, you almost did it. Third place, no one cares. Yeah, Just no one, cares. <laughs> no one knows who you no are. Yeah. You don't get a Wheaties deal. No, nothing like that. No, 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 you don't. It's uh, third place sucks. So guys, if you were in the top five, so uh, top six. Yeah, top six, really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, go ahead and, and email me directly, Eric, N E R I C N, at Beckett.com, and let me know what magazine you would like. Jeff, I need your information because you're getting total access. Yeah, you for, don't have to make a decision. Yeah, you don't have to make a decision. Uh, we will get that out to you. Um, Sweet. Good time, soon. fellas. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah, it, a lot it was of fun. so much fun, man. I know we had a lot of fun here in the office. Yeah. Uh, just talking about it, talking with some of our coworkers. Yeah. It was a hard time and, and, and back and forth and whatever. And, uh, I can't wait till next year, man. When 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 can we start again? Not till August. Not know. till August. But we got baseball coming up. We do, and we got basketball, we basketball full swing. Yeah, we um, just suck at basketball. Yeah, we just suck at basketball. Give us a quick update on the basketball. Um, where, where are we at? We we won last week. Um, <laughs> that's all that matters. Well, that's good. Um, man, let me pull it up here right, for you up. because the basketball league is getting hot and heavy now because. Uh, you know, football is winding down, obviously. Right, down, and we got Baby Rose's chickens yeah. and, and Tippy's tacos or yeah. whoever they are this week. Um, we got, yeah, we're playing uh, Santa Rosa Baby's chickens, I believe. Okay. Um, but we have we have uh, Russell, Russell Westbrook, who had another triple-double last night. That man is amazing. He, <laughs> he's just. He's on fire. He, he's, he is in fuego as, uh, who used, was it Dan Patrick that used to say that? Yeah. He is in fuego. Um, man, let me pull up the scoreboard right here. We are playing. Oh, we're playing the corn belters. Oh, play. okay. All right. Yeah, that's our belting corn. the corn. Yeah, that's we're good. playing the corn belters. Here's the scoreboard. And last week, what are we? Two and six. Week two and nine. Seven? We are three and six. Hey, three and six. So awesome. we we beat Team Strobel. Fourteen forty-nine to to almost twelve hundred. Now they're the team that we don't know is playing. Or yeah, not. Uh, they're one and eight. I guess at this point you're just getting a free win if you're playing Team Strobel. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Uh, no, man, I want that team, man. Thunder Humper and Fighting Tacos had a close game. Uh, 1397 to 1347. Ooh, that's close. Uh, Reheat 6, Steve Dalton came back with a win, uh, smashing out Big Red, 
1474 to 1236. Uh, don't give a D about Drake. What's up, Zach? Seven and two on the season. Wow, good for him. Um, beating Christmas Gremlins 1691 to 1308. Chris, uh, Christmas Gremlins, James, Mr. Jamie Taylor is also th- uh, seven and two. Team Nashville squeaked one out uh, by the Corn Belters, both five and four on the season. Okay. 1334 right. to 1312. All right, all right. All right. And then the Baby Chickens dropped one to uh, Casey, Casey Touch, KCT1. Uh, Whole name change. 1488 to 1320. Okay. Close, you know, close matchups, a couple this week. We are rolling into uh, week 10 here. We are actually down right now, 429 to 387, but I'm not worried about it because uh, Russell Westbrook has only played one game this week. Only one game. All right, that's, yeah, good. So. that's good news for us. Bad news for our opponent. Yeah, he had another triple-double last night. That man, he's simply he's simply just he's amazing. He's breathtaking to watch, and he plays so hard, and it's a, it's a joy to watch. It's just amazing that, you know, now that KD's not there and he's kind of the man, he's really – He's really stepping up to that to that role. Yeah, you know they just roll the balls out every night and go. All right, Russ, just right. do They're, what you do. Shoot wherever you shoot. And throw wherever, yeah. Yeah. Whatever you gotta do, man. That's I was uh, I was thinking about this. So uh, on my on my personal Facebook page, we've talked about it before. I do a question of the night just right. to, just for the interaction. Um, last, you're, you're looking for friends. Yeah, you know, I need I need I need I need to talk to people. And <laughs> <laughs> no one talks to me. So um, I was looking last night at it. And I asked a thought, like a deep thought-provoking question, right? Okay. I was like, "What?" I said, "What in 2016? What have you uh, found, or what have you developed a newfound respect for, or a deeper understanding for?" That was the question last night. What I wanted to ask was, in the sports world, who are you going to tell your kids that you got to watch play? Oh, okay. And. My immediate answer, like almost immediately, above Michael Jordan, above LeBron James, above everybody else, was 2016 Russell Westbrook. Yeah, man. Because good God, he's I don't. He's just amazing, man. He is amazing. He's just Absolutely. amazing. He's, he goes so hard, and you know he's got a little bit of attitude problem, but hey, man, you you know what? You gotta have swag, man. Yeah, you gotta have swag, right? You gotta have swag, and swag isn't bad. Not all swag is bad. You know, that's true. You know, you got to play with that little bit of a chip, that little bit of edginess, competitiveness. You know, it kind of, kind of separates you from, from yeah from the middle of the pack. Yeah. So it also gets you into the HR department and <laughs> just sitting in there. <laughs> <laughs> but enough about you. Yeah, yesterday, it's not Eric. about me yesterday. <laughs> oh man, uh, the, uh, there there is not a line that I have not crossed. No, uh, not at willingly all. just jumped right over it too. He does. He doesn't get real high off the ground, but he definitely yeah. gets over the line. Like enough to get over the line. Yeah, enough that's all that matters. Line. That's all that matters. All right, man. This is the final whatevs, uh, possibly of, of the year. Anything you want to talk about, dude? We don't talk too much about. I mean, we do, we do talk some sports stuff, but man, I, I got some beef. All right, I got some beef. Dallas. You know, this is, I'm prefacing with yes, I'm a Redskins fan. But this isn't about just about Dallas, okay, and Kansas City. What in the world were you thinking last weekend? What did they do? Why in the world would you be up two touchdowns and have Dontario Poe throw a touchdown pass? The fat guy. The fat guy. Why would you have him line up in the backfield like he's Refrigerator Perry and have him stop jump? Past looking ugly duck in the end zone. Wait a minute, Dontrell Poe jump? 
Well, it looked like a jump. Was it an earthquake? Well, the fans shook, but it might have oh. just been this, this, you know, the way the stadium. I didn't up or see whatever. this. And he threw a touchdown pass. He threw to a TD pass. Yeah. Why would you to Travis that? Kelsey? No, to oh, a okay. different time. Okay, all right, go I ahead. Forget that guy. I forget the other guy's name. Not that he, he's a good. He you know catching two touchdowns. I think that game. But why would you show that play? Much less why would you have Des Bryant throwing a touchdown pass? To, I think it was Cole Beasley. Why? Des Bryant threw his first career touchdown. But why would you do that up 14 points or 21 points or whatever they were up at the time? You're going into the playoffs. You're going into teams where you need to save these plays for the playoffs, for when they matter. It's like doing this nonsense in preseason. They'll never be able to pull that off again in the upcoming games. So why now? I don't know. That's a good question, man. Why now? That's a good question. It drove me insane. Drove me insane. You know, you're just running up the score and, 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 and doing that kind of thing where you're just kind of like disrespecting the other team. Is that what it's about? Jerry Glanville on it? Yeah, yeah. a little Jerry, yeah, a little dirty bird in it. Okay. Or, or what? I, don't, I just don't, I don't know. I don't get it. It, it. it almost made me lose sleep the other night. Really? Yeah. I was that, just, you were that concerned about yeah, it? Yeah, I, I don't understand. I just don't understand. I almost lost sleep because we were out of Twinkies. I was like, well. <laughs> <laughs> Walmart was closed, Yeah, right? Walmart. <laughs> it was a miracle that Walmart was closed. God bless those people. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the Natty, gas station there Natty was Lights open. and Parkhurst. <laughs> <laughs> the Twinkie Chaser. Yeah, man. I, you know what? Good. That's a good question. I don't know why. I, I don't know. That's just I had to get that off my chest. Have you watched any college football at all this season, uh, or like have you watched bit, any man. of the bowl I got, games? I got to kind of choose between Saturday and Sunday. So I yeah. usually take Sunday. So usually how it works out. I know my Terps looked looked bad the other night. I gave away my. Armed Forces Bowl tickets. You did. Yeah, I, I was. I totally planned on going, and I looked at the game. I'm like, Navy and La Tech is just not doing anything for me. Right, right. I don't want to. I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to deal with the traffic, the headache, the parking, all that mess. And I gave them away. And darn it, if that wasn't the best bowl game that I've seen this season, <laughs> what uh, was the final? On that? Uh, I believe the final score. I think it was like 45-43. Ended oh, up. Geez. It ended on a field goal. Man, it was just. It was a great game, and I should have went, but. Uh, I hope the the gentleman that went in my place, uh, he got, he got to take his family. So, um, shout out to Money Loan Cards. That's uh, right. He took his seven year old. Yeah, he right? took his yeah. seven year old to his first college football game. Seven year old was pumped, man. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know his name uh, off the top of my head, but yeah. he was definitely pumped about going. So good for them. Not a bad first college football game either to be at. No. You know, you know <laughs> going in game on the line like that. That's really cool. I hope they I hope they really enjoyed it. Um, making memories is what's important, man. So absolutely. Hope that that young man uh, had a great time. And just really enjoyed the game. Now with the bowl season winding down, we got the playoffs There's coming playoffs. up here, son. Yep. Um, you know, pulling. I'm pulling for Washington. I want them to beat Alabama so bad. I, I want Clemson to beat Ohio State so bad, <laughs> just so I can he, just don't have to hear the Ohio State talk in the office. <laughs> if for no other reason, I don't. I don't care about any of the other team. I don't care. I just. I want Clemson to win. And I want Washington to win, so I don't have to hear the Ohio State and the Alabama talk. There you go. That's all. That works. That works. And if, then, then who wins it at the end? Um, at, at that point, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, the the Seattle light in me would 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 tell you, you know, go dogs, but right. it, it just it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I, you know, Clem, I'd like to see Dabo Sweeney get one. Okay. You okay. know, um, Clemson is, is a good program. I really like Dabo Sweeney a lot. So uh, I yeah. I don't know. It's uh. Yeah, one of our buddies to the show, his his wife is a huge, huge Clemson fan. Oh, really? Shout out to Sherry. Yeah, she okay. is just all go Clemson all the way. All right, go Tigers. And, uh, 
Yeah, if they don't win, it, it, it might get ugly in that house. It might get ugly so, in yeah. that house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With that being said, there was some locker room uh, billboard talk the other day. Uh, one of the defensive players from Clemson said that um, they see better quarterbacks than than JT Barrett. Wow. And I'm just like, that's eh, probably not the smartest thing to do. Probably not. I mean, I'm not saying he's the greatest quarterback ever, but he's pretty damn good. Yeah, he's not bad. <laughs> yeah. He's not bad. You just so, can't you just can't ever count Ohio State out of anything. You can't. I mean, Ur- look, Urban Meyer had those guys prep. Yeah, they were playing with their third string quarterback what last year, right? Right. And just killing people. Sure. So, you know, it doesn't really matter. That's that's what I'm hoping for. Now I know that I'm not fortunate enough to have both of those things happen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which you never know. We'll do a special radio yeah, podcast. We'll, if we, if we'll, we sure will. All right, man. Uh that's it. That's uh that's the last regular episode of Beckett Radio. For 2016, we have not forgot about the Fan Choice Awards. We are still uh, collaborating on that, and we're going to actually hopefully debut those results in the first week in 2017, just just to kind of wrap it up. Yeah, just to kind of wrap it up. We do have the special Star Wars Collector's Edition coming up. We're going to go record that today, and we're going to go get that recorded today. with with a Jedi, yeah, man, how cool is that? Look, I don't. In the lexicon of things uh, that are greater than me, Jedi's are probably always going to be there. <laughs> ninjas and Jedi's, Nin- yeah, ninjas, ninjas and Jedi's, and uh, ninjas are very real, but evidently Jedi's are real too. So, yeah, um, so and the Force is strong with this one. Yeah, so. the Force is strong on this one. I'm, 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 that's we're we're gonna just real proud to be able to have this this take place today. So we're gonna go record this today from order 66 toys and we'll have it up for you uh later this week so you for you guys to enjoy it especially if you're star wars collectors and with all the everything that's going on around star wars right now there this is probably going to be an episode you don't want to miss absolutely you don't want to miss for show sure. all right man that's that's it for this week uh if anybody tells you at the end of the week when they leave work if they look at you and say see you next year you can slap them twice Twice. Um, I don't know if that'll hold up in court, so don't tell them that Eric from Beckett Radio told yeah. you to do that. Yeah. But I think it's okay if you slap him. If someone says, hey, I'll see you next year, slap that dude. Yeah, or so, get him a mountain lion. So yeah, get him a mountain lion. So, uh, Paul? Yeah, man. See you next year. Ah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cue the Hodor. <laughs>